So, uh, Mitch, uh, we've received complaints before, and I've heard them through various other podcasts you've been on, that uh, there's a lot of sipping and slurping noise when you're on a podcast. Yeah, that's entirely too bad for you. Is that a Cthulhu? That's, it's, it's a Cthulhu kind of... <laughs> you do, do you, are baby. You, Mitch, are you just on continuous the whole time? You're not doing to talk or anything? No, I have pushed to talk. Because I'm shocked because we're getting every single slurp and drink that you're taking. So, Well, that's because I pushed to slurp. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a different setting. All right, so let me see if I can actually get myself on off of continuous because I would rather not be on continuous all the time. So let me see. Mumble. Do we all need to record? Yeah, I, I think it's it for helps. the best. Yeah, just just in case I fuck something up. Do I sound it? Do I sound okay? I got a new microphone. You sound yeah, great. You sound great. Good. There, there will hopefully be less breathing because it's not a headset, so it's not right up in my nose. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you picking up my slack. Yeah, no problem. So I did push the talk, and it still didn't change me from push the talk. So you can see it up. Oh, you have to hit apply. Remote, remote desktop support. I'm still <laughs> continuous. Pep, Dave. Pepcac. Problem exists between chair and keyboard. What the fuck? Is that an IT term? I'm not familiar with that term. It is, along with an ID10 tier. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Now, is it going to be annoying? Are you guys getting a lot of sound from me being discontinuous? Or? A little bit, yeah. There's, it's, It sounds I'm, open. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hearing a whole lot of extra wheezes or anything, but... I'd rather not. Although if you take too much longer, I'm gonna have to break and get another drink. No, I think I can. I can. What I can do is I can actually mute myself. Maybe if it won't let me. Let me try one more time to switch off. And if it won't let me do it. All right, motherfucker. There you are. Audio input. You know we have a whole spiel on how to set this up, dude. I can. I can. I can forward it to you. I, like it, it, the, the shit is. The shit is set up. That's not the problem. All right. Apply. You're on a you're on an Apple device, aren't you, Dave? Let me let me get out of it first, and I'll come back. So, so, so. There's just that one mouse button. Yeah, it's exactly. Bad. It's problematic. It's always something, right? <laughs> it literally is. It, these only these only happen to quality podcasts, so. Man, I can't imagine all the other podcasts you're on having to deal with this shit. Okay, now it works. Hey, fuck Sweet. It. No, it was the oldest rule of uh, uh, IT help. It's, have you tried turning it off and turning it <laughs> on again? That's, <laughs> yep. that's what I tell at least one person on my team every day. Shut it down, turn it back on. Well, wasn't that wasn't that in the uh, show IT Crowd? He made a recorded yep, of course. Oh, it was awesome. Call. Yeah, that's, what it was that's a great show. Okay, so I got it fixed. So this is going to be better now. So this is good, right? Because you're not hearing like an open kind of. Yeah, it's not, and even just when you're talking, it sounds better. Okay, good. It's very professional. 
Perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> That's what we're shooting for. So I have everything I need, so are we ready to start? I think so. I've already broken the seal, so if I don't respond to something, it's because I'm in the bathroom. Okay, uh, this is the Advanced After Combat Podcast. It's a podcast about wargaming, about our wargaming community. And, you know, the more we do it, I think it's just about uh, a bunch of people that we're friends with who play war games. So, uh, welcome uh, to the group. If you've never heard us before, I think I think it's going to be strange. Um, what I will not recommend is uh, Tony recently like the recent ones and then went back and started exploring through the older episodes yeah don't don't go backward yeah. big, big mistake yeah. why go into the past let's think about the future all about the future live in the now man yeah so so if you like war games uh and you're not your douche level is above like a four out of ten you're probably gonna like it that doesn't mean that if you don't like it you're really douchey but you might be so um this podcast is brought by by to brought to you by me, Dave, my bromance partner Jason. Hello. And a mystery guest host who's selected from our B BGG guild every Jesus Christ. I've already had too much to drink. It's every <laughs> month we select a, a host from our BGG guild. And this time it is Mitch Land. Welcome. It's, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. Mitch, were we, were, Just thinking maybe the Oracle forgot were about we me. Were the first podcast you'd ever been on? You were. You were my first, Dave. And it has how many podcasts have you done since then? Uh, two, I think. Oh, yeah, that's not – can't be true. It seems like you're on well, every goddamn podcast I listen to. Well, you know. Well, I think there are four Wargaming podcasts, so he's been on almost every other one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. all the ones that, only the ones that matter, Dave. Only the ones that matter. He's like, I've been on two. All of them. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all of the podcasts. But you've only been on one podcast that talked about masturbation, right? This is true. That's right. That was one of Mitch's classic moments in the last one where he's like, um, yeah, I think maybe, what do you say something like, I think this podcast maybe went 10 minutes too long. <laughs> As we record for three hours. It has definitely gotten longer over the years. Well, um, yeah, and just uh, spoiler alert, uh, this one might be a really long one. So This one's going to be a long one, yeah. And and I think Dave and I have both already had too much to drink, so it's going to be a good one. Yeah, well, I'm. Sh uh, Tokyo, well, fucking Mitch already <laughs> stopped recording, so clearly he's had some of the drink. Do not X out of that window. You cannot X out that window, by the way. <laughs> I didn't. I changed the focus to the window, and apparently the fucking space key yep. is the you know, do it. start stop key. So, you know, Don't touch anything. Okay, so Mitch, uh, now that you're a big shot, uh, since you've been on. On our podcast, your career has exploded, and you've gotten all these opportunities to design games. Um, what's besides next war in Poland? We know about that one. Uh, what's next on your your plans? <sighs> Retired. <laughs> that would be no, great. Think, yeah, wouldn't it? I keep dreaming I'm going to win the lottery, but it never happens. It could be because I don't buy a ticket. But you and me both. Yeah. So I think. I think uh, so. A lot of people keep asking me, you know, what's next? What's next on next war? And I'm like, I have no idea. I haven't even thought about it. Uh, so I think I'm going to go back to uh, Silver Bayonet and that 
series and do the next one. And we're looking really, really hard at Operation Attleboro nice. for that. So which one is Operation Attleboro? What's kind of the description of that operation? So it was the 196th Brigade. They were new in country. And they said, hey, you know what? Why don't you guys go over here and check things out? And, you know, it should be quiet for you because, you know, it's just quiet right now. And, yeah, it didn't turn out that way. And eventually the entire Second Corps field force got involved and just ramped up real big against the 9th VC division, which is kind of an elite division. So it'll be a lot different from Silver Bay Net. I think it'll feel different. Now, what terrain-wise, what area of Vietnam are we talking about? It's War Zone C, so a little uh, west of Saigon on the on the Cambodian border. Uh, but I think the difference is there's a lot more open area, so the big Michelin plantation was up there, so there'll be more clear type terrain, and then a lot more roads. The eleventh cab, the Black Horse, will be in the game. Oh, so there more. So it'll be kind of cool, a little different. Are there more like straight up type fights going on, or? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't really dived too deep in yet, but uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be similar rules, but it'll feel totally different. Yeah, I mean, that would be the ideal thing, right? If you could just port the system to another area of the, the war and it would just work perfectly. Exactly. That would be the sign that you're a genius and that you did a, a great job with the system. <laughs> Right. Not not yes. like other game systems where you have to rewrite them every time you move the system to a different area of the war. That might be a sign that it's not a good system. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I could be talking about a bunch of different systems, but there's yeah, there's plenty. List them all, Dave. We have lots of time. I'm talking about GTS. Anyway, so um when we uh we, we like to ask guys specific questions. Uh how about clipping? You clip your counters? I do. Is there any other kind of uh, counter love that you give to your pieces, your board games? No, I don't. I know guys who like spray it with the what is that? Scotch Guard, 3M, whatever. No. And actually, I, I have, I have in the last couple games, I haven't clipped the counters <gasps> necessarily. I gotta say, so... Al Alex on the Guild has been showing us his ASL playthrough, and one of the things that's driving me the craziest about watching it is the unclipped counters. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so if the counters, I cut them out with an exacto knife. If they come out clean, I usually don't clip them now. But if they had the little nibs or all that shit on there, no, uh -uh. I can't stand it. I I'll try to play the game, and then I'll get about halfway through the first part of the sequence of play, and then I'm all right. I gotta stop. I gotta clip all these counters before I can continue. Now, when you're doing exacto, are you ever worried? Doesn't the exacto sometimes? Do you ever have it come off the the crease and fuck up the counter? Yes. Right. So that's why I never do that. I, it I never want to use me off. I never want to use the exacto. And then, and then you can you can talk to the company and ask for a replacement counter sheet and ask them how much that costs, and they'll tell you it's fucking eight dollars for a counter sheet. Mm -hmm. Of course. And I'm pretty sure it costs about fifty cents to make. So. So actually, eight dollars is less than what I I thought they would ask for more than for I don't know that seems I guess I don't know I thought that'd be more money. But now that you're on the inside, you know that it's fifty cents. <laughs> well, it's somewhere in there, yeah. Do you tell them, hey, I'm I'm Mitch Land, and I know that it costs. Do you know who I am? <laughs> no, I don't say that. Now, Mitch, besides designing more games, what else do you do? You're affiliated with GMT, right? So you do stuff for GMT. Yeah, I mean, I maintain their website for them, In, including re 
integrating jackasses when they let their gift cards expire, which yes, was an experience that happens I had occasionally. I understand, but yes. <laughs> so basically, if people have problems with the GMT website, they should contact you on BGG and complain about it. Is that the idea? They can. I just forward them to Gene, but you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so Mitch is pretty connected. Like, so he did X4 Korea. And, he's and, he's the and man. And then I met him because we both went to GMT West and we played Kingdom of Heaven. And I brought him an AEC uh, T-shirt. I think he still has. So I do. I proudly wore it. Uh, and and Mitch and I have gone on other adventures, which I'm not sure if we'll get to, but we discuss depending on how long it looks like this episode's going to go. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, not again this year, but we can talk about but that we, later. We have had adventures. So um, I guess uh, there, there is a ton of shit to talk about. I mean, we could start off with there is this quiz, Mitch. It's, you don't have to take it. Oh, did you, did you actually get one? I did get okay. one. I did get one. I was, I was hoping maybe you'd have to wing it, <laughs> and then we could do that. But yeah, you know. I, I was going to suggest like do an old one if if one didn't come through. Because Jason, how did you know that that was my plan? <laughs> because right. it makes a lot of sense. There's no way Mitch would remember. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't remember the questions from the last quiz. Exactly. I have no idea. I do. I do remember one question, and I'm pretty sure the actual answer was screaming eagles, but. <laughs> that's right and that's a good stonewall one. jackson confederate gentleman well right that's right who could forget that one yes and line linebacker is that's right linebacker is the name of every operation <laughs> every operation. of course of course that is so i'm all for the quiz but dave because you had those technical difficulties i need to refill real quick okay no problem hey jason are you going to take off or are you going to stay here with me I'm here. I am with I you. I have a question for you because uh, this—you have older kids, so I need some advice on this. My kids are like eleven and eight. So, okay, so I was thinking about that today, um, but go so ahead. So we ran into an issue uh, when it came to Easter because my wife was like, "Are we putting eggs out in the yard tomorrow?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, I, I haven't really prepared to do that," and. Uh, but our youngest really wants to have eggs to do an Easter egg hunt. I'm like, come on, she's like eight years old. I mean, I think at this point you can just, and my wife's basically like, I'm not going to do it. So I, I basically said, let me handle it. So I go upstairs. I'm like, hey, um, you know the Easter egg stuff? Well, you know, the Easter egg bunny's really not going to do the uh, Easter eggs and put them out there. <laughs> she just starts crying hysterically. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't think the Easter bunny would be that big a deal. I mean, that's not like a major player that's like a de like a demigod in the, the for kids <laughs> I mean, dude small. it's it's all about the candy yeah but we were getting they were getting the candy i'm like you're getting the basket. does she still believe in santa yeah so oh well so, then you got to keep it up until they right until they don't right, believe so right. right so then my older one was like well she talks to my wife and she's like well is the easter buddy real because i've noticed the easter bunny tends to get us oh, exactly yeah. what we want <laughs> And we don't we don't write letters. So what ended up happening is, so she cried, and then of course my wife felt guilty. So my wife basically put money in the Easter egg because she didn't have any candy, and we put it all out in the backyard. And then I told her, I said, just tell her that even though the Easter Bunny wasn't going to do it, 
mom and dad decided we're going to do it for you. Like we'd be the heroes. Like, <laughs> nice. Exactly. Say, Take the credit. Nice. My wife, my wife refused to do it. <laughs> so, so, uh, like, when did you, like, like, and then I'm thinking about Santa Claus, like Jason, when did you tell your kids and how do you keep the older ones from telling the younger ones? Threaten them with death. Yeah. It was just a conversation. Like, it's part of the fun. Don't ruin it. But both of the older kids, my son last November realized that Santa was fake and he's, he just turned 11. Um, so we don't have to do that anymore. And we're thinking about raising the young one with no Santa Claus so that we can take the credit. So how, how did the, the 11 year old oh, figure oh, you it can't out? do that to him, dude. But how'd the 11 year old figure it out? I think, I think it's just one of those things that they just, there's enough, you know, whatever in the zeitgeist that they just kind of figure it out because we didn't say anything. He they're, just kind of pieced stuff together. They're, they're friends at school. Tell them, you know, the, the, yeah, the early, you know, bloomers or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so, so my, my kid will be telling kids. Right, exactly. Hey, there's no Santa I, I Claus. That's yeah. going to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is my one chance to fuck with. Cause everybody. we're right on the edge. And I know when they fight, I know the older one will be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, oh, exactly. That's no how it happens. Right <laughs> yep. there. Exactly. Yep. The one figures it out and then they tell the rest of them. And if they fight yeah. it for the first year, right. And then it all goes south. Yeah. yeah that, then they give that it was up. my logic though. I'm like saying like, Hey, let's just say we did it. And then it's like, we're picking up the slack from the Easter. Book. I mean, we still do that. But, we're doing the tooth fairy. We're doing the Santa Claus. Oh, we're oh. doing all that shit. I'm so <laughs> glad to be past that. Yeah, that's a lot of lost sleep. Exactly. We're, we're, we're doing we're doing the uh, the foot rubber goblin. Where if you don't rub Dad's feet, the the goblin will get you in the middle of the night and, and eat you alive. That one. That's Did a you good guys one. Do that one. That's a good one. I'm, no. I mean, if I had to no. pick one to stay till eighteen, I'm picking that one. So I think we're gonna lose. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that that's so just like you just kind of kind of roll with it. So worse than that so you have two girls and and mitch you're in the same boat right i have three three girls so my daughter's 15 and we're in a weird situation because you know she's with my ex um but so now between the households everybody is synced up and and having a 15 year old i get to walk into her bathroom and and experience <laughs> her being a quote unquote woman and and it's it's kind of and and this literally just happened before we started recording and i was like fuck dave is in for a nightmare oh he has been, been no idea through. he has no idea i, I, I do have no idea because i have no idea what you guys are talking about <laughs> it's <laughs> You have probably 14, 13, 14 years, and then it's, they'll all be on the same cycle, and it's it's a nightmare. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I already have to knock at the door and be like, hello. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I don't have to knock because they just fucking leave the door open when they're peeing. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if somebody, yeah, luckily, if, I don't if, have that. If any non-family members in the house, they'll close the door, but otherwise, they just leave it open. I'm like, close the damn door 
Because they're like, it's you, Dad. They don't care. Who cares? It's just yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. Well, I guess that's good. I mean, in a way, because they're comfortable with you. But yeah, I'm still like, like, I do play it up where my wife will be like, can you go check on the oldest to see how far she is with a shower? I'm like, do you think I should do that? Because she's a little bit old. Nope. And I'm no. like, I'll just stay here and I'll tell you what happened in the show. You want me to pause the show while you're gone? <laughs> that's when you get to play the man card. No, I, I think yep. it's beyond um, that now. That's, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. One, two, three, not it. Okay, so uh, Mitch, you're back with your drink. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this quiz, right? Of course, it's about half gone now, but yeah, sure. We're doing this quiz, so we're gonna whip through this sucker. So I would say that if you don't know the answer, let's not go through the whole. Mm, uh, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Is it this? Yeah, let's oh. let's just do it. Say I have no fucking idea. Let's move on. All right, let's do that. I have no fucking idea. Oh wait, too early. Yeah, and maybe you shouldn't say things like that because now you're kind of a wargaming uh, icon. Like you're, uh, you're <laughs> I, yeah, right. I mean, remember, you do have kind of a reputation now, so. As long as none of the questions have anything to do with the next war series, because I will not get those right. And it, our, besides the two half squads, I think we may now be the longest in current podcast about wargaming that's out there. Good. Awesome. So I guess what I'm saying is we are the second longest running wargaming podcast that's currently <laughs> making episodes. That's a lot of uh, things to say about it, but we're right in there, buddies. We should celebrate. We'll, we'll take all the caveats. Two half squads, we're coming for you. We're, 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 we're your blind spot. And they put out like two a week. Yeah. They kind are ridiculous. relentless. I know. Yeah. I know. But they only have one thing to talk about. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's the true. greatest war game in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so here we have a quiz. Let's do the quiz. We ready? Do we it. Ready, Mitch? Do it. Right. Do it. It's time. Oh, this is. Oh, sorry. The title is another quiz for the ages. You you need a sounder. It's time for name that opposing commander. You know the drill. I do. Battle of Cannae, two sixteen BC. Our general is Hannibal Barca. Who is your general? Oh, sure. Take the easy one. Uh, I thought I thought you were going to say Hannibal Barca. Yes, I was, I was really excited. Yes, yes. Let's go with the Cuttle. I have no idea. I don't remember his name. Publius something. How's that? Nope. It's Gaius Terentius Varro. Okay. Varro. There you go. See, when you said it, I knew it. Yeah, usually when I say it, they all know it, but that's... Right, exactly. That's how it works. <laughs> all right, so the next... If is, you had said Varro, I would have got the other side. Oh, you're, you're guaranteed to get this one, Mitch. This next one's easy. Battle of Zorndorf, 1757. Our general is Count William Farinor. Who is your general? Oh, my God. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Drama. This is this is so, Zorndorf? Zorndorf drama queen. Wait, what year was that? 1757. I'm going to go with the king of Prussia. You got to actually say his name. Frederick the what? He wasn't the great yet. I think that came he was, later. Well, well, according to Braxton, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Yeah, and Mitch came over to my house and we played a war game, and I actually I, have that painting on my wall. So. I like that game. That was a good game. Hopefully we'll talk about that. The problem is we wanted to get Mitch on earlier. And now that Mitch has been on, not on for a month or two, there's like too much stuff to talk about. So <laughs> there's, there's so much stuff. 
four hour podcast. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm literally writing down something. To, to, Mitch, can you remember to talk about your visit? Because we should talk about that. Probably I, I not. Sure. It, it was. It was. It was fixing to be because I've been talking to my cousins in Texas. It was fixing to be right the first live guest podcast, but it didn't oh. work. Oh, that would have been oh, yeah, exciting. That been interesting. As they say, or as they say in Missouri, that would have been interesting and the like. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh, next is the Battle of Sekigahara, sixteen hundred. First names are acceptable. Oh, come on, Braxton. Japanese warfare first names are never acceptable. First names. Well, it's first names to okay, us. Okay, so right? let's go. Ishida Mitsunari is our general. Who's mm-hmm. your general? Tokugawa. You are there. Tokugawa. You go. Woo-hoo! Nicely done. I have that game. I have not stickered the blocks. Next, oh, that's a great game. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. the, it's the best. I, 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 I played it. I just haven't stickered my own game. I am the worst at that game. Um, next battle is Battle of Champion Hill, eighteen sixty-three. Our general is Ulysses S. Grant. Who's your general? Champion Hill. Holy shit. Um. Yeah. Joe Johnston. Yeah, Mitch's uh, ACW foo is not strong. Um, um, it, de- it depends, but Champion Hill's not. Yeah, uh-uh. I'm going with Joe Johnson. Incorrect. It's John Pemberton. It's the Vicksburg campaign. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next battle is the Siege of Bastogne, 1944. Our general is Heinrich Freer von Lutwitz or Lutwitz. Your general is whom? McAuliffe. That's correct. Anthony yes. Nuts. Nuts. We've talked about this before, but did he really say nuts? Anecdotally, there's a lot of evidence that he did say that. Well, somebody apparently told him to say it, and I can't remember who it was. But so somebody didn't say like, um, like I'd be in command of Bastogne, and I'd be like, you tell that motherfucker to go fuck himself, and they'd be like, no, 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 dude, this is going to be a big moment. Don't use the f bomb. In fact, I remember correctly, there was a a design, I'm slurring already, there's a design out in the Silver Bayonet rules that talks about that. Wow, way to bring it back to Silver Bayonet, Mitch. Dude, it's all about (laughs) self-promotion, Dave. You should know this. uh, Available now at GMT.com. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we do know this because we're not really good at it. Use, use. Use offer code AAC for nothing else. Is it available on Amazon? Because we have an Amazon link you can use. We do have an Amazon link. Let me look that Okay, up. so the next – so now we're looking at – I've been using the shit out of that Amazon link. I hope you yeah. know. A, a lot of people have, and I really appreciate it. Keep buying pool pumps and all, yeah, and all that dog food. Stuff. And, dog and food. Mitch, I, I, I have I've no idea how many anal beads that Amazon had in stock, but apparently they have an unlimited supply. Good job, buddy. Wow. So Silver Bayonet is on Amazon for forty six ninety five. Is it really? There's only three left. Is that yeah, cheaper so. than retail at GMT? I oh, think it is. That's sad. Uh, yeah, I think so. Hey, so Mitch, are they going to reprint Next War Korea now that Korea is getting all hot? <laughs> you would think that would be a good move, but you know. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you have to. You have to be a little bit more accurate. Right. Well, the lead time. The lead time is so long, right? Oh, really? You can't yeah. Just pump it out again. It'd be over. Well, I can't, but I think it'd be over before, you know. <laughs> yeah, plus the Pump actual it. war might interrupt the delivery of the game from China. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, I'm sensing a problem here. Okay, so the next question is, which fucking war is it? 
Name which war or military conflict each listed battle is associated with. So I'm going to give you a battle, oh, and okay. you're going to give me the war or military conflict. Battle of Copredi Bridge, C-O-P-R-E-D-Y, Copredi. Copredi? Copredi, C-R-O-P, oh, sorry, C I pronounced it wrong. Copredi, C-R-O-P. Copredi. Copredi right. Bridge. Whatever. Hundred Years' War. Incorrect, English Civil War. As close. Battle of Mars Latour. I I actually I would I would know this I would know this case. Franco Prussian War. Yes. See, and I knew it before you nice. gave the hint. Battle of Battle of Poitiers. Say that Battle again. Oh, Poitiers. Poitiers. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hundred Years' War in, again. Indiana, Indiana, they would say. Poiters. You live in Poiters. Poiters. Porter. Right. It's and that's a that's a water you it, drink, right? It's Poiters? just south of Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> that was a correct answer, and I may live in Indiana just ooh, because ooh. I like the way they pronounce cities. I think that's awesome. They don't care. <laughs> uh, the, the first siege of Jerusalem. First siege of Jerusalem. First siege of Jerusalem. I mean, don't give Braxton too hard a time. He had to come up with this one in a pitch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we've only known we were going to record right. today what, for what two months. Conflict. Well, the Assyrian Wars was the first siege. So that's your guess? No, that's my answer. Because if he says anything that's else, his answer, he's bitch. fucking it's wrong. It's the first Jewish war or Great Revolt. Oh, no, 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 no. That might be the first siege in, Jer in the Roman times. Okay, feel free to take it up with the, uh, the, the lead. I don't, think the lead. It, I don't think I'll, it's really that, you know. I'll, I'll put a zero take, with yeah, an take, asterisk. Yes. Take it up with FIFA. Uh, uh, yes, FIFA. I'll, take, I'll take the asterisk. I'll take the asterisk. <laughs> It'll be in the annals. The, the next question is, the next battle is the Battle of Oriskany. O-R-I-S-K-A-N-Y. Oriskany. Oriskany. Oriskany, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> the American Revolution? No, we were looking for the American Revolution, but that's fine. Perfect. <laughs> you got it. Good job. Kill yeah, maybe Braxton's responded to all the complaints about the quizzes. This quiz seems a little soft. It's like Braxton can't win. Braxton I don't can't th win. I don't Either think I so. think it's I'm... too hard. <laughs> Next question is who or what am I? Name the person or thing relating to military history being described in each paragraph. Uh, okay, this is new. I don't know about oh, no, this. No, we one. did this one last time. Did you? Oh, this is I, this is my favorite. Okay. All right, this is, All right. thanks yeah, for listening. Right. I did oh, listen. No, that's what's Mitch, funny. I know you're, you're really busy. I know you've got a lot going on right now. So, well, my daughter did just walk in. Right. Thank you. So, I am directly related to the first Duke of Marlborough. I first acquired my taste for cigars in Cuba while serving as a military advisor observer during the Cuban War for Independence in 1895. I was also considered the best polo player in my regiment while serving in Bombay, India. Who am I? Uh, I know this one. Can you repeat the question, Dave? Sure. Who or what am I? <laughs> that's Technically, that's the question, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was distracted. Both of my daughters just came home at okay, the same time. I am directly related to the first. This is, by the way, uh, Mitch, me repeating this long thing is just magic for the listeners. So let me go through that again. I know it is. I, I know, know it is. This is why I've asked for it. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> so, so, but, but, but Mitch, D- Dave is speaking in the first person, but he's not actually talking about himself. He's giving you a clue. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. To answer the question, yeah, who yeah, or Mitch what is like, am what, I? Dave, you're related to the Dave. <laughs> Good explanation, Jason. I didn't understand why people were doing so badly on this. They're like, Dave, Just trying to help. Dave, obviously. That's the answer. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Boy, I am directly one. related to the first Duke of Marlborough. I first acquired my taste for cigars in Cuba while serving as a military observer during the Cuban War for Independence in 1895. I was also considered the best polo player in my regiment while serving in Bombay, India. Who am I? Uh, Wellington. No idea. Well, the clue clue was the first part. Winston Churchill. Oh, right. Yep. Cigars, of course. I I was trying to be related Mm -hmm. to Duke of Marlborough. I know, but the cigars were really the the clincher, right? I didn't know he was related to the Duke yeah. of Marlborough. That's kind of cool, actually. I think the Duke of Marlborough was originally on Churchill. I think he was Churchill initially. He was oh. not. I don't think okay. he was royalty initially. I don't know. <laughs> I, I learned that from reading yeah, kids uh, Dreadnought. Don't, uh, don't take that as nice. Marlborough history. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am, the smoking I am man? fluent Wait, in what? nine languages. I was appointed lead professor of modern languages at Bowdoin College in 1861. Two years later, my heroic actions at the Chamberlain, yeah. Josh. I, I'm just you want to just speed this podcast up, so I'm just so cutting obvious. you off. I mean, basically, you can believe that I think you can get deported under the Trump's latest executive order if you don't answer this question correctly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get deported. It's, it's clearly yeah. Joshua Chamberlain. Okay, Pancho Villa. Okay, uh, I am a two-handed weapon which came to prominent use in the 14th and 15th century. Used by infantry, I am versatile on the battlefield, especially for pulling horsemen to the ground. My most famous use is in an act of violence. I took a chunk out of Richard III's skull at the Battle of Bosworth. What am I? Oh, um, it goes by a lot of names. I'm going to say polearm or a hauberk. One of the, I mean, it, it's a halberd, but, but we will accept that. Yeah, halberd, very, very right. popular D and D weapon for, for, for it cheesy is, players yes. who want mm-hmm. to do lots of damage. For that very reason, right. I am a specialist soldier trained in infiltration tactics. Prior to my introduction to the battlefield, combat was static and unimaginative. The methods that our original commander Willie Rohr invented still form the basis of all modern small unit infantry tactics. Who are we? Oh, what the fuck did they call those guys? Sturmtroopin. That's correct. Yes. They wear these all-white uniforms with helmets, and they can't shoot. They're famous. (laughs) They're famous. And they're all clones. Yes. But but are the Stormtroopers... I I have a guy who works for me who's very into Star Wars, and he's telling me that the Stormtroopers in the recent version are not the same as the clones. That by the time... What? By the time no, the modern yeah, stormtroopers are around, they're no longer clones. Mm-hmm. We should, they're, they're recruits. That's, oh, that's that why. Way? Oh, right. Because yeah. what's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's 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 not a he's not a mm-hmm. Django. <laughs> he's not a what? You, you know what? You, you know, know what? what I just ask. He's Mr. not a Django. Big fucking deal, and he would know. I, I don't. 
He knows what's in canon. What talking about, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nerd talk with Jason. Yes, I, I did have an interesting conversation with this guy when I'm like, yeah, I was watching Rogue, Rogue One. It was pretty good. He's like, oh, I said, yeah, I'm about halfway through. We just stopped it halfway through. And he's like, stop. He's wow. like, stopped it halfway through. It's not like, how would you do that? It's a, <laughs> like, I'm like, mind your own fucking business, dude. <laughs> I, I, I have shit to do. You I'm a busy, world-famous podcast button on That's the right. remote, and it stops. Know, like, this was about two months ago we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are a state militia that originally mustered in Vermont in 1764. We served in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, the U.S. Civil War, and the Spanish-American War. Our most famous feat was the capture of Fort Ticonderoga from the British in 1775. Who are we? The Rangers. Mitch, you do not know the answer to this one. I just. Do you want it's... me to read it to you one more time? <sighs> sure. We are a state militia that originally mustered in Vermont in 1764. We served in the American Revolution War of 1812, the U.S. Civil War, and the Spanish-American War. Our most famous feat was the capture of Fort Ticonderoga from the British in 1775. You have no idea. I, I I I get that Vermont was important, but um, it's the Green me. Mountain Boys. That's right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the Forerunners too. <laughs> the Rangers. Well, the Ro- Rogers Rangers weren't they already nice. out there? No, 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 no. It was the Green Mountain. Boys, I thought they though. were already running around out there. I'm making yeah, I shit up. I think you are at this point. I'm I'm calling <laughs> I'm, I'm calling you on your bullshit at this point. I'm not going to take. Uh, Revolutionary War tips from a guy who didn't know the Green Mountain Boys. <laughs> uh, you know, is it Ethan Allen? Was Ethan Allen the one that led them? Didn't he do more than make good furniture? What the fuck are you asking me for? No, I couldn't answer I'm the damn question. Jason. There is somebody else. Oh, hey. okay. Hey, Mitch. It's it I sounds right. Maybe, I'm, yeah, maybe you're I'm just here to laugh. But there is somebody else on the podcast dude, dude, besides dude, hey, you. Why, why you keep talking to Jason? <laughs> me. You need to talk to me. Okay, so I'm here for Texas. So, so this <laughs> is this is the big part that always gives people trouble. This is the the final question. Um, it, yeah, Mitch, we're going to need you to focus. I'm focused. This is the bonus quiz. So uh, it's going to be war game title trivia. And Jason, do you want to just really clear up for for uh, Mitch real quick? But first of all, where's Mitch at right now? So we know where, what his score is so far. I'm in St. Louis. Four, That's five, where I am right now. Ten out of ten. Wow. Ten out of fifteen. So, so there's going to be That's five bonus questions, and so um, take that, bitches. Jason's going to explain to you real quick how that's going to work for you. <clears throat> so we really need you to dial it in. Stop fucking around. Get these questions right, because this is the bonus round. And these questions, even though you're doing really well, are going to count exactly like the other questions you've already answered. So, so they're like... For a grand extra. total of 20, not because, 15. Because, they're because not Jason, to get this straight, they're, you can't refuse to answer them. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have to keep going. It's part of the quiz, but they are I mean, I bonus. guess... It's, I guess the is the bonus that we're the surprised same. that Braxton took the effort to do five extra questions. <laughs> and no, it no, sounded no, no, like no, the a bonus. New the bonus question. is that I get to continue to answer questions. Yeah, basically, Mitch, this is all bonus, right? You're on one of the. the you're on the second, the second time. greatest 
continually running wargaming podcast that is still recording that's right. currently. And that's that's all the bonus you need. And we're also at 40 minutes, which is basically the length That's of right. every other podcast. Well, oh, oh, only 32 <laughs> on mine because I fucked up and stopped the recording. But we're... Yes. Yeah, that's true. But we're only but, a quarter of the yeah, way through. And the good but news this is, is a bonus question. we're not even a quarter of the way through. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, what was the okay, topic so again? The topic of the question is war game title trivia. Name the battle, war, or general subject matter for each listed game. So I'm going to tell you uh, the title, and you have to tell me like the general subject matter of that title. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think is this, this new? I think this is this, uh, in one or two. Po- no, you've oh never done God, this before. Sure that's not true. How the okay. fuck would I know? So here we go. You ready? Let, let, let's not. Let's I'm ready. Not fight. Let's be friends. Okay, let's go. Um, here come the rebels. What is the general subject matter? And and. So I'm assuming it's more, more specific. specific than the American Civil War. Be okay. Be general, but be very. It's battle war or general like, subject matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I need the I need the campaign. Uh, the campaign. Oh, here come the rebels. Which one was that? Uh, yeah, that was the March on Washington. I don't know. It's uh, the Antietam campaign. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. See, goddamn, my fucking... I stopped after... Am I sounding like I'm recording continuously now? Because now my fucking push-to-click is uh, locked also. Is it off? It's locked on. Locked on, ready to fire. But so is Jason's, so... No, I'm just pushing it so that I can... Nice. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. All right, so that's that's why I'm you here. don't go. <laughs> but but Davy Davy sound good. No, da- <laughs> no. Dave, you're not continuous. Now you're, you're good. good, Dave. Now we can't hear. Damn it! This thing is. It's like it's trying to piss me off. Okay, so it's the next battle is cruel, cruel. Ne- or Get the, a real piece. The next title is cruel necessity. Cruel necessity. What's cruel necessity? What's the war? In the war. That was the opium wars in China. Really? English oh, really? War. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking of Damn it. Infamous you're right. I am thinking of that. Hopefully that's the next question. The next game is War <laughs> in the Ice. Uh that was the Antarctic. Is is that isn't that the one with like the? Is that your answer? I don't know. Pseudo science fiction. We don't know, Mitch. You're taking the quiz. I don't know. I have no idea. So is yeah. that your answer? It's just like a pseudo science fiction. Yeah, sure. Allies and Nazis in the Antarctic. You're correct. That's a correct answer. Hypothetical war in Antarctica there you between go. U.S. allies and Soviets. Right. I don't know if hypothetical can. can we don't count really our historical know. Our hey, very historical. He, he didn't have a lot of time. War gaming podcast. <laughs> what was that? What was that really bad <laughs> B movie about? The Nazis on the moon and uh Oh yeah, we're not we're on the dark side of the moon. Iron that's the one. Iron something uh, Iron, Iron Sky. Sky, there you go. Yeah. I love that. It, I love it's that. So movie. campy, it's, it's funny. It's like right? Fifth Element. I have to watch it every time it's on. I can't stop watching yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't they make a second exactly. didn't they make a second one too? I thought they made an Iron Sky. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a, it's not right. It's not as good. Okay, so the next game is Embrace an Angry Wind. 
Embrace an angry wind. Ooh, that sounds like chilly night. There is no way. There is no way Mitchie's going to get this correct. There is just no way. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with the Sino-Japanese. Um, it's the battles of Spring Hill and Franklin in the American Civil War. Yeah. Well, I think it's because yeah. they had the repeaters at Franklin and they were like embracing an angry wind. The idea is the fire was really strong. So mm. there's, there's a lot of Kentucky windage. Is that what you're saying? There was some windage. Okay. The, the <laughs> final bonus answer or question, however you want to look at it, is paths to hell. Paths to hell. Okay. That one I've never even heard of. So I'm going to go with, I don't know. Operation Barbarossa. Who makes that? We're asking wow. the questions here, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at least those other ones I've heard of, I just didn't get so them right. I've never even heard of that game. Like a 12? 12 out of 20? It looks like it's Compass. Oh, 69. Nice. Yeah. Oh, no. no sorry. Oh. 11. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I like your first score. That was much better. Oh, you're right. He, he only got 11. one bonus right. Paths. I'll take one over 50. Yeah, that was the hypothetical one, so I'm not even sure if we should count that one. I, I mean, know, come it doesn't on. Count. Let's face it. Hypotheticals kind of my thing. Oh, that is true. That is right. Mm, that's Next true. War fair enough. Fair enough. Is that going to happen? No, no. Mm, Arctic. Arctic. Sounds cold. Arctic. Next war, Arctic. Well, you know, that's where the next big scramble for shit will so happen. So you'll have like... Uh, like eight foot by four foot maps and like four units fighting, like just running around. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> pew pew. Okay, so um, we got AAC Con. Do we want to talk about AAC Con real quick? We do it. Yes. We do have dates. Sure. It's be October five through eight. Um, it's it's not as much a war gaming convention as a guild convention. So I would uh, caution people who just want to come to play war games. Uh, it's basically the first priority is going to come to people who are like guild members who are known to us. Um, it's kind of a, a, a tight circle of guys who participate on the guild and enjoy the podcast. So uh, it's like a, right. it's so, like a family. So if you show up just thinking you're going to play games, you might, I mean, though it's a friendly group, um, you might find it a little weird when everyone's talking about things that maybe you don't know as much about. Cause I, I get the feeling some guys are like, uh, Oh yeah, like it's in Texas, so I'm going. It's like, yeah, well, it's, it could be anywhere, really. Like, it's not, the Texas yeah. thing is just because Medicine Man's the only one that will run it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, games do get played, though, Dave. No, that's right. There's, but so my, the games concern for me is always that guys are going to come in, like the the famous uh, Star Wars Rebellion guy who just sat there the whole time with Star Wars Rebellion set up in front of him, waiting for people to play. You know that um, the amount that we're going to charge for the convention. Uh, the amount they were going to charge, you might be disappointed if you come and you're not getting. Like I think the guys who who we are really coming are don't care how much it costs. Maybe so. That's it. So we're going to be sending out uh, invites probably within the next two to three weeks, uh, and then I think. Hey Dave, I think it would be safe to say the guys who are coming actually wouldn't care if no game got played. Yeah, I, I, yeah. 
I, I think that's my point. Including you know, that me. I think guys who are coming who don't know a lot of the other people, right. maybe. Yeah. And so, but you might come and really get to know them. But like, the best is if maybe you've gotten to know a guy uh, online through the guild or playing Vassal or something, and now you're going to actually get to meet that guy and hang out with him in real life and like uh, have a couple beers. Right. You know, that's cool. Um, I got a, I got a, I got a good and story on that one. Either how tall okay, or how scary they are. I do. So at the last AEC con, I'm sitting there. So, you know, we gave away some, a bunch of games and shit. And I was going, I was making that list and I made you, you know, choose some random numbers and shit. So I'm sitting there and I think I was sitting next to John. <clears throat> I'm going down the list of them. I'm like, who the fuck is Carl Eyes? And he was sitting right next to me. He looked over at me and says, that's me. Oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you've probably been talking to him the whole time. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some of us too, we only know by our guild names or like our avatars or like, so it's, it's kind of funny to, to like put a face to the, the guild icon or the guild avatar. Or the, uh, you know, like some guys, I, I don't even, I refuse to know by their, their actual names. Like they aren't even, we don't talk about them like by their actual names, but that's right. So, um, like Claystone. So, yeah, so there is, there, we got interest, we had an interest, emails, uh, Invites are going out. First priority goes to guys we know or who have attended or been before. We're going to see what the responses are from that. And because we are capping at a certain number, so not everybody who's interested is necessarily going to get to come. And that's that's uh, obviously we'd love for everyone to be able to come, but that's not necessarily going to be how it works based on space. So, um, But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it, it looks really good. Uh, we're going to do a challenge coin again. Uh, uh, it's challenging because Kev Sharp refuses to die before the convention. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've tried. I don't know if he keeps asking me questions about next door. It might happen. I've tried. I've tried. It's very selfish. The voodoo dolls selfish. aren't working. Um, so, yeah, I know. So we might just have to have Dick. like, like Kev Sharp maybe with his birth year and then question mark. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Or we can just port over the Rick right. Galley Memorial he, coin. Oh, there you go. Tie it into the coin. I don't know if he's. No, he, he hasn't even I, expressed I think that interest. We should, if Rick does die, I think we should cremate him and have an urn and make that the Combat Commander trophy. Like the Combat Commander trophy <laughs> we should just, would be his urn. We should just shame him mercilessly. No, we, and we put dice, we threw dice in there, and then maybe as each of us died, we, we pour more of our ashes into the urn until it's. Just, like we could leave, huh. we could learn. We I'm, could a, leave I'm a big fan of this. At the convention at night, and then the ghosts could all play war games while everyone's sleeping, and then we would wake up, and then we would go play. <laughs> but I think it. Hey, I'm I, I, I'm pretty sure that Rick was the winner, quote unquote, of the tourney last year, and he should have taken the trophy, but because he couldn't be present, he didn't get it. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe he'll come. Maybe Rick will come out. <coughs> God damn, my fucking... I, yeah. I highly doubt it. Um, all right, so uh, other things I've been seeing, have you guys been following into this high fear stuff? What? So wait, okay, Dave, yeah. Dave, be before we move on, if, if, you, if you would like to go to the convention and you haven't sent us an email, send an email to aacconvention at gmail.com 
to get on the list, those invites are going to go out probably like Dave said, yeah, in two weeks. Right. So and so basically within it's going to be weeks. first come serve as far as registration. So once we've got the cap, that's it. So you definitely want to get there. And there's a couple of guys who I just didn't know yep. that they should send in. So like, I think like Tar Baby, Tar Baby. Just right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'd hit him up. I'm like, I noticed he wasn't on the list. So. And he lives in Dallas. And he, yeah, he wants to be there. So he just doesn't listen to the podcast. High Frontier stuff where they uh, they had a version, I guess one small step games did uh, the, the new version of High Frontier, and they had a, an option on the Kickstarter, I guess, where you could get an autographed copy by the designer for an extra $30. <laughs> And thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. And so then they announced after it was already done that the autograph was actually going to be on a piece of paper that was autographed, and they were going to like mail that to your house separately. So this was right. this was a difference of sixty nine and ninety nine dollars. Like, what do we wow. what do we think of that? As far as uh, I mean, go they, fuck yourself. If you want to fly to me out to sign your game. I will gladly do so. But I, 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 I get why. <laughs> you I, I you get can sign autographs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I see that happening. I get why maybe like uh, initially they might have mm-hmm. thought they could do that, and then once they realized like, oh, okay, based on I don't know, I don't right. I don't know if they have the great greatest relationship with the designer at this point in development. There's some maybe some issues there or something. Once you realize you're not going to be able to do that, I think you need to refund the thirty dollar difference between them to the people who bought it. Well, I mean, just 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 logistically, I mean, what are you going to do? Ship all the games to Phil and have him sign them, and then he ships them all back out. Right. Come on. And and FYI, Phil Eklund is exactly like all of us. He's just another guy. He's just another fucking nerd. What does his signature matter? Does it? Oh yeah, thirty but, okay, fucking but Jason, dollars. Beyond that, okay. Well, let's be yeah, clear. Your... He is a rocket scientist, Jason. But so is know. Carl. But Jason, Carl, you can sign but, my I mean, high frontier. I didn't even recognize him. So I'm how not paying you. But I think that's the point. I don't know how many rocket <laughs> Sorry, scientists. Carl, I, love I don't you, know dude. how many rocket scientists Mitch can recognize. So I don't know if that's exactly. But, but, the, <laughs> Two. but my, my point is more that you sold it as that the game was going to be signed, and and then at some point you realize right, exactly. that wasn't going to yep. be possible, and you goddamn well know. That there's a huge difference between signing like the game box or the rules and sending a fucking piece of paper right. from the desk of I mean, so and so. Right. If it's if it's some kind of letter, maybe that says, "Hey, this is the certified copy of blah 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 blah." Maybe thirty bucks, maybe I don't know. But and side note, at Game On, I was embarrassing Mitch. I had a lot of fun by telling people that he would sign uh, their copies of Next War Korea. Like <laughs> Mitch is very modest. Oh. It was really funny. One 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 guy took me up on signing something. That was yeah. Mitch was Jeff Newell. Mitch oh, I was love super that. Incom- oh, did you sign his underwear? Did oh, Jeff underwear? is sweet. <laughs> yes, I did. No. The rumor is Jeff wears tidy whities Except tidy whities so it's side. But it's that's hey, you know, that's a very that's at AAC Con. If you have a game I you want sign, me to sign, fact, I'll, I'll sign, sign any these game. games when they're not even looking. I'm just going to sign them. I will sign your <laughs> <Christine> <laughs> <game>. <laughs> Exactly. 
all I'm the games on the free table I'm, I'm signing as we're there. Like I'm gonna lift up the plexiglass. In permanent <laughs> marker, baby. I'm signing <laughs> plexiglass <laughs> in Sharpie. Right. On the victory <laughs> but, but I think boom, 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 boom. But I think I thought it was kind of a problem though. Once you realize, hey, one small step, and one small step has done. I'm actually a little bit of a fan because they're a smaller company and they're trying to take on a lot of stuff, right? They are. I, I do I, want. I want to. I want to love them. I have purchased two games yeah. from them, and I haven't been this happy one with either really of them. Really pissed me off. This so, whole signing. Which thing. two? Yeah. Uh, the Fall of Berlin, which is one of their folio games, which was mm. absolute garbage. Um, the the, <laughs> the rules are atrocious. Um, and then I bought their No Trumpets, No Drums, and again the rules. Yeah, are I haven't even garbage. broken it out yet. I was so too. excited for it. The yeah, rules I bought are Shining Pass. That's the one yeah. that uh, yeah. Medicine Man and I played at GM2 West, and we figured this game might never oh, yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, we don't know how this game will actually end. Well, and I have yeah, their. I've, and, and because of that, I've talked people right. out of buying I mean, that. I have their Algeria game and their. Was it Green Beret or Green Berets or whatever? That's it's kind of the same system. Right. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, I like that they actually break them out and try to play them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I'm, I still like, I mean, but there are small companies that do it right, like Legion, Roxit, you know, so I, I like, I kind of... I'm a huge Legion exactly. I kind of like Revolution Com- fan something about me likes Compton. Revolution. I like John Compton. I want his company. Something, I don't, I don't know him personally, but he's got a picture of himself like smoking <laughs> a cigar. <laughs> Fuck, I want to like the guy. He's smoking a cigar. He's, he, so, yeah. We'll, we'll see yeah, him. Me too. Hope. And, but apparently the game is great. The production is excellent. They did an awesome job with the actual production. The ship, the shipping was, the shipping was good. That's good to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, not everyone agrees. <laughs> not everyone agrees. Okay, but but uh, oh, I, but, uh, I fucking love this podcast. Uh, the, supposedly, the game came out really well, and uh, the ship. There were some issues with shipping and boxes getting dinged. Because they were sent in like skin tight boxes, uh, and then apparently the duck's not pleased. Right. But they did. But they did replace. But I think they replaced. Uh, oh, that's right. Parts that were damaged, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that mine arrived pristine, but you know. But I thought even with duck, I thought they actually sent him a new box top and everything. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's fine. But yeah, so I thought that was a real problem. So I wanted to talk about that. So, yes, Dave. Oh, I did. Yes, you, you went on a cruise recently. So I went on a princess. I want to. I want to hear uh, all with about my it. kids. It was good. good. Lord, oh, it was good. that's so the best. It, went to, uh, it was nice because it left from Los Angeles, so I could just drive down, park my car, get on the ship. Uh, literally, the ship, port of the ship was like a football field away from where my car was parked, and uh, then we went to San Francisco. Uh, Santa, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Ensenada, and then back to LA. Oh, yeah, it was exciting. Oh, wow. Mexico, so it was I mean, US. Honest, that's practical. Well, let's point. be clear, Jason. <laughs> it was California. Point, well, yeah. It was Trump's California. America. Trump's America. That's right. That's, that's right. True. It was all California. California. Um, it Fair was enough. good because it was kind of like a soft trip because we, we've traveled to all these cities so many times that we kind of knew all the places. Oh, and uh, so it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Uh, a lot of old people. I mean, I, I 
I it's a it's a cruise, right? Well, but I'm yeah. talking like great gravely old, like only old people take cruises, Dave. Haven't you heard? But uh, I, I've heard that the Caribbean maybe is younger. Um, but basically, our kids were in the kids club the whole time, um, so they hung out in there. I did see this funny thing where this old guy, uh, this this waiter, was basically bringing his food, and I, I don't know if the old guy thought he was tipping him or anything, but he goes, "What's your name?" to the guy, and the guy tells him his name. So he pulls out this little Bible. And he writes the guy's name in this little Bible, and he gives it to him, and he goes, now you're rich with the word. And I'm thinking, yeah, I think the guy'd rather be rich with, like, a tip. Like, I, I didn't really <laughs> <have a> <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. I'm like, I don't think he wanted your little Bible. <laughs> I was hoping for some kind of gratuity, but whatever. Hey, he must have been a Gideon. <laughs> But it is funny, too, because when you get to Ensenada, Ensenada has, like, the world's biggest Mexican flag. It's like a flagpole that's like 300 yards high and has a gigantic Mexican flag. And I was like, well, somebody's trying to overcompensate a little bit because there's no flag. What, 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 where, where is Ensenada, Dave? It, I mean, it, like it's, geographically speaking. It's, well, it's down on the Pacific coast, probably about, it's probably about maybe two, 300 miles south of San Diego. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. It's on Baja. Is it the, the it's Baja? A, it's terrible. Like we we get off there and literally after so Mexico though that's not yeah. U.S. right? What? Oh, that's that's in Mexico. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. That's 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 what he's saying. Mitch? I thought I, Mitch was joking. All right. No, I'm just going off of what Jason <laughs> yeah, said Ensenada, earlier. It was no, all U.S. No, Encinitas. Except for Ensenada. Encinitas is in America. Ensenada is in Mexico. But yeah, so we get off of a huge, giant Mexican flag towering over the city. Uh, but uh, it's a dump. So there really isn't much to see. They're, they have this thing they call the, the bufadora, which is basically a water spout. So there's like a cave. And when the water comes in uh, and it hits the cave, the water squirts up through the top of the thing. And I told the guy, I'm like, yeah, I can do that in the bathtub. Why the fuck would I go? I'm like, what? I'm like, why would I go to fucking drive 50 miles to see a giant spout of water? You know, it's like, but, uh, so. Exactly. But, it, <clears throat> and, and you, you right. spent all your children's right. so, inheritance uh, on so gambling and beer. Uh, so the idea is <laughs> that cruise was a really good deal. I mean, for four of us, it was like two grand for seven, seven days. And yeah, so it was oh, really that's... nice. So. Uh, that's awesome and i think because it's all u.s they have to go to a foreign port i don't know if you knew that they're not allowed to hey hey by the way mitch you don't have to fucking type everything you're doing (laughs) yes i do so uh if you go on a cruise they have to have a foreign port so they because if they don't have have to okay that makes flagged in the u.s and that means they have to obey u.s US Mm. labor laws which by the way or if you've yep. ever checked the Fucks work up taxes that the people on the cruise work, they were working crazy hours. They were. It... Yeah, when I was when I was a cook, I I worked with a couple guys yeah, who worked like on cruise lines, and they said it was fucking awful. Straight. And then they get three months off. I mean, it's brutal. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, it's not glamorous. No, so Mm-mm. so every it's not the love boat. So every cruise has to go to a foreign port basically for them to be able to flag outside the U.S. Um, so yeah, we went to Ensenada and that was it. So basically we go, we had a good time, blah, blah. And then, uh, 
we get back and my daughter was really pissed at my wife for something. She wanted to get like some kind of ice drink or something, Kona ice or something, some kind of juicy ice from the school. And she's wearing her ballet stuff. So my wife's like, no, we're not letting you do that. So my, my daughter blurts out to my wife, like, and we just taken them on this nice cruise. She goes, you're just not getting it from me because you guys spent all your money on alcohol and gambling. And this girl, <laughs> and she's, she's eight, eight. Right, that's right. She's While she's wearing her ballet clothes. So my wife loses her fucking shit. I mean, but she's driving. So when I get home, she tells me. So I go upstairs and I, my, my youngest is up there, my eight-year-old. And I'm like, hey, uh, so what'd you tell him? What'd you say to your mom? She's like, uh, uh, I said, no, you want to, you guys want to say it to your mom. You can tell it to me. So she's like, you guys spend all your money on beer and conventions. And I'm like, oh shit, that sounds like what I do. <laughs> Out <laughs> of the mouth. Don't, don't put the shit on babe. She's doing with her hand like she's, like she's rolling dice. And I'm like, convention. She goes, ah, uh, uh, gambling. And I'm like, oh, that's better. Like, let's put it back on your mom. Let's put this back on your mom. Like, that was so good. <laughs> so I, I said, I can't believe you would say that to your mom. We did it to food. She's like, oh, I said, I can't believe those filthy things would come out of your mouth, Grace. And she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, I think there's only one thing we're going to be able to do to fix this. She looks at me and I pull out a big bar of soap from my pocket. <laughs> and I said, I love oh, this. Try to resist me. Let's just get this over. Oh, you didn't. I was like, let's be a big girl. Put the teeth, the soap in, teeth down, pull. But I'm worried because I'm actually paying for an expander that's in that mouth. So I'm like, I don't want to get soap on that expander. So I'm like, trying to. So then she's like, then she's like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, the braces. oh, I'm sorry. Do you need some water to help rinse out your mouth? So she starts drinking water and it starts all sudsing up inside. The so I think we're gonna be fine. I don't think we're gonna need problems for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh -huh. I was a, for a I while. Was a the soap. Teaching but I've had guys say, "Oh, I gave her the soap," and they're like, "Liquid soap?" I'm like, "Liquid soap? Why would you give your kid liquid soap?" Yeah, that's right. Oh no, no that's poison. Don't do that. Regular soap. real soap, baby. Real soap is, and they gotta you gotta let them carve it out with their teeth a little bit. Make it make it like a dental. And and, and the funny thing is, it only <laughs> takes one time. That's right. I mean, I had and it works. I had threatened her with it before, and she was hysterical, and she did not want it. So for a while, it was kind of like it's almost like the threat of the soap is better than the actual soap itself. But then I took a little taste of the soap, but, and I'm like, but, nope. But the soap is still worse. You have, <laughs> but, but that's bad. It's bad. You have to deliver. It's right? so I bad. Mean, you know. Yeah. yeah, we had. It was a come to Jesus moment. We this this is it, it was what my colonel yeah, would for everybody we called the significant emotional event of the day like we had that up there in a room and it's an s-e-e c right but she was uh you know it was she was beyond the pale for what we would tolerate like as far as talking back so hopefully that worked yeah that's, so that's I almost some, thought to some back talking like, and then some wife been talking shit about me like i'm playing like <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say dave i mean I'm really was that inaccurate i mean the, 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 but i told her i don't know why i had to justify myself to her but i'm like your mom only spent like 20 dollars on on slots like what are you talking about game now i'm like i'm thinking to myself hey i'm gonna take the hit on the alcohol i know I know that there was a problem. <laughs> that could be the blame. <laughs> yes. There was some alcohol my, drink. My bad. My bad, dog. Some, my bad. some guys were getting their drink on. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
<laughs> pictures with beers upside down and margaritas in a straw. I'm just I don't, saying. I don't want to say anything bad about myself, but that's actually after the cruise. I was actually home during that drink, but whatever. <laughs> that's actually a really good drink. No, that was good. So, a Jason, couple, I don't know a couple thirty packs. It's all good. Is. I got a bar near me that uh, uh, does the uh, margarita. Is that the place yeah, we went to, Dave? We tried, no, it's the place we tried. Nice. I tried to take you to, but we closed. Oh God! So Those fucking margaritas went on fast. No, but this is a different place. It's the one that was closed. So they, they oh, this is the one you tried yes, to take so, me to. Oh yeah. So let me let me just say, Dave took me to the second best that's place. Right. Kind of like AAC is the second best podcast. That's right. I, I, I tried to take him to the I tried to take him to the two half squats that's fair. That was restaurants in my town, but it was closed on Wednesdays. <laughs> closed on the fuck closes on a Wednesday. But they they have the margarita where they dip the bottle upside down in the margarita and it's locked in there, so it glugs down into the margarita as you're drinking it. It's really good. The Mexicans are really good at mixing weird drink combos and stuff. No, they do the yeah for you gringos. You know, they, they do the clam <laughs> drinks. They do like the all the, yeah, the they, Bloody Mary beers. Have you seen all the rubbing their hands oh, together? The, Ooh, more money. Oh, they, no, they do, they do is a nasty. bunch of different Budweiser mixes. It's crazy. Oh god! I, I'm telling you though, the the one with Modelo Especial and the 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 margarita mix is actually good because the Modelo is kind of light and it actually yeah it was actually really good as it glugs in. It mixes, oh, that does sound so, good. Whatever. Plus, you can watch the chick you're with and see she's drinking. I told my wife, I said, you can't stop sipping on that until it blubs at least once. And then, then, then it would go, it would go, nice. it and I'm like, okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> you're done. Mm. So, you know what? That's actually what I want from Jason is the, what do I need to to have my own little, like, mixology bar oh, like at a, the house? Like a you starter, know what I mean? starter kit? Here. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna go get. Yes. I'm gonna go get a drink while Jason comes with us. You do that. So I think really all you need is a bottle of whiskey, a bottle of gin, a bottle of tequila. Um, make your own simple syrup. It's equal parts water and sugar. Water and what? You can do it by weight, but really by volume is oh, water and yeah. sugar to make simple syrup. <clears throat> Sweet vermouth. You know, a couple mixers, and, and you're good. You, you don't need a ton. Um, like, I'll, I'll make drinks with, you know, 10 ingredients. But but really, to make really good drinks, you really only need two or three things. Nice. Because I like, I, I, you know, I, Jason, Jason, you're a Scottish I follow guy, you. Like you're, I follow you're not you on make Instagram because, you know, like, you know, I love you. But <laughs> I make some, I make I look some at drinks. I need to do... To make the because here, here, here this is when people come over, right? I have beer. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But but it, for most people, is. that's well, enough. Mm, but if you make maybe. like, be because they like, well, what do you have? Yeah, none it, of that looks it, like it, Bud Light. Can you do you have anything like that? No. <laughs> yeah. So I th I think for something like that, like margaritas right. is a safe bet. So all you really need for margaritas is lime juice, triple sec, tequila. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. don't buy the mix. It's actually more expensive oh. to buy the mix. Like the pre-made shit. <clears throat> um, yeah, don't don't buy that. It's just just look up the recipe and and it's it's so easy to make. Um, even something mm -hmm. like a mai tai. I mean, it's you can use one type of rum. You 
that you do buy the syrup for it's called orja um and then lime juice i mean it's it's really not that much to, to put it together um and i it's and it's one of those things if you make somebody a drink they're like uh, just right exactly well that's my point you know, right i mean like, it's like oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah when yeah, somebody comes keeps... over you're like well what do you want i can make this 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 and this really yes here drink mm -hmm. out of this fucking bottle exactly i mean that's it right either either drink this really <laughs> really high the log of all content beer i have because i you know i like the scotch ales i like the stouts i like the high energy stuff or straight scotch uh do you have anything else right ice yep. cream Exactly. <laughs> we can make chocolate milk. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some some recommendations. There's a couple things I'll do when I'm entertaining. That's like I'll put three drinks together and then mm -hmm. just kind of offer those to people. And it's it's enough to wow somebody, but it's not kind of going to break the bank or kind of make you play a cocktail right, and. Right kitchen all, all evening yeah i don't, don't want to be bartender models and shit right because it seems like it'd be a hassle to constantly have to go back and exactly get drink exactly. every time they're done right especially since i usually end up on the deck yeah, and and like at thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> right so when we have people over i'll make like three drinks and i i save when i have cool bottles i'll save the bottle so i'll make like three drinks and put them in my empty, you know, whiskey and gin bottles mm. and just put those on ice. And and you have to put a little bit of mm -hmm. water in the drink when you make it um, because you're not like stirring it or shaking it. But <clears throat> then they can just pour it themselves. You kind of put a little tag on it saying no, what's nice. in here and they can just help themselves. Nice. Stuff like mm -hmm. that helps a lot. Hey, yeah. One other thing I want to say after being on the ship for so long, and we weren't that far off the California coast really when we were going along, but it's incredible how big the ocean is like until you're out on the ocean <laughs> yeah. no i'm it saying really, like 70 it really is the fucking yeah. planet but whatever day no but, no, but, no, but I, what i'm saying is what i mean is and, and <laughs> it, we're, but when we're you just, look at it, it's it no, is. But we're, we're just we're just going down the coast of california like we're traveling down the southern coast of california we're not that far off the coast really but when you're right. looking there's right. nothing out there mm -hmm. and so that's when you start to think I, i'm this is how i know i'm a war gamer i'm looking out in the water thinking Oh man, I should be playing flat top right now. You're right, flat blue like a, horizon distance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Holy like, shit. Seventh a, fleet. For, for me, it's almost like radar ruined carrier warfare. <laughs> like it was much cooler before radar. Right. You know, like when you had to send out your planes and they had to spot because satellites, baby, like, satellites. And, and you feel for like the British, like when they're in the World War One, they're trying to kind of blockade the Germans, and you're like. You realize like jesus because you see like the north sea and right. you're like whatever like why couldn't they just blockade them but right when you're actually out there you realize shit it's only as far as you can fucking see dude. right which isn't very far that's incredible mm -hmm. like, I, it really blew me away i like being out in the ocean i really enjoyed it yep. that was probably my favorite part about the cruise i would have rather just been at sea the whole time like i don't need to stop in the ports and do all that stuff yeah and coffee day i think i'm with you that's i i, I want drinks and international right. waters and, and basically you're just dealing with uh 
it, you're out there hanging out and you're you're basically being served by a international crew that's on the the edge of trying to murder you like <laughs> through is there yeah is there, is there know, wifi if you have a if you have Perfect. a high enough uh, but if you have a high enough uh, crew it costs like a hundred dollars too it's expensive but basically through their gritted teeth they're putting up with all of your demands like you're like i would like another olive please and they're like oh of course sir we'll get that right you need another three three's they're, not enough four four on the little sword thing come on they're like that's your sixth towel you've asked for okay we'll get you that sixth fucking towel our pleasure sir we'll just be right back with that towel <laughs> so they're getting paid minimum wage just so you know oh uh, the hours are brutal but actually no now the, the tips are not bad because the tipping no, has come been on. raised no right all the tips are all the gratuities built in now like on princess everything yeah. you buy is already tipped you cannot not tip it's it's they're getting tipped regardless it's built in you, every, wait every say that again you cannot not tip what every, every drink you buy you has have a to tip, tip. Not, not, that's what you're it. saying it's it's already built into the price right so you, you could not not tip. and i realized halfway through the halfway through the cruise <laughs> keep keep saying like a triple I was, negative I, there were, there were there were four of us and we were tripping <laughs> tipping at a rate of like you're tripping I can't remember what the rate was. We, were, we were we were tipping out daily like there's also a daily tip they automatically put on your bill and it was something what? like my family was we were tipping like 60 bucks a day <laughs> holy shit so right you're like right no, yeah, it was no, it was something like thirteen fifty a person. So maybe we were tipping at fifty four. So I immediately, when I found out about it, went to the passenger the desk and got to drop down to eight. I'm like, why are my kids tipping? They right, you're like, hello, oh, there's there an age limit here? <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. But you can change it, you can adjust it. But they don't tell you. But you but that. well, I mean, it's like it's everything. That's your cable bill. That's your every. If you don't fucking challenge, you got to complain. You got to right exactly. Fuck that. So, uh, hey, Jason, so have you seen this 1846 rail game that's going on in the guild? How are you not part of that? Um, because I, I'm, Dave, I'm a simple man. The pace and, is pretty fast. And and I, I can't track those games online because if I'm, if, and anyone who, who I've played a play by email game with knows, I lose track after about a week. Yes. Um, so when I play the the rail games, I I stop giving a shit, and uh, so I've vowed to stop playing those games. I I, I check in every once in a while and just kind of see the the hijinks. So in person, I love those games. But you but understand the rules and what's going on. I do. Yeah. So so, so what's so, the so, what's the so, ultimate goal there? What so are, here, here's the one thing I I clicked on that one. It's 1846 guild game. Well, huh. I pass, I pass, I pass, I pass. Hey, it's whatever the hell your name is. Okay, yeah, I'll never click on that again. Or, they say, <laughs> I, I, or they're like, I buy CNO. I pass, I pass. I sell this. I buy B and R. Or, or like, I so the, the object of the game is to have the most money at the end of the game, and that's money for you. So there's when you play those games, you have personal money that you use to invest in stocks in companies and the companies also have money that's separate from you so when they're doing that stuff they're buying stock in companies right. and then they're 
and then they're operating those companies and those companies are doing things to hopefully make the people operating them more money. Then, and so that's, that, wait, 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 wait. We're this. still talking about a train oh, oh. game, right? Train, but, train game, but it, right? The it, trains are not the main part of it, apparently. Exactly. It's it's like robber barons, right? So they they do everything they can to kind of fuck the shareholders. Exactly. While, while also encouraging shareholders to invest in the company but like so in the end can you as a player have no con control over no companies and mm -hmm. still win yes it's, yeah, it's a so stock we... manipulation game exactly yeah so i i haven't seen anybody win but i've seen people come really close to win and never control a, a railroad company and i think that would make for a long game because you're not doing a whole lot um but it is kind of interesting to run through that exercise of just kind of fucking with people because you can you can buy 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 in somebody's company and then dump all the stock and it tanks their share price. Jason, right. but I, I I love you like a brother, dude. But it's not that interesting the first time. <laughs> For yeah, the I'm, first I'm, time, yeah. I'm the first time curious. it's oh, sorry. The first time it's interesting. The second time, not so much. Oh, I, I love these. I love them, but I know. only I, in know, person. Who I love can't them, play them online. Love them exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I get the feeling that Mitch hated it the first time and liked it less the second time. I <laughs> fucking hate. <laughs> them. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, but so you so you watching? I mean, it seems like I kind of see what they're doing. I tr I trick in, but I can't. I'll, I'll get jealous if I look at it too much, but I also can't play because I stopped paying attention. So, no, so but basically, you, why would you ever let someone have control of your railroad? Um, because if if your railroad isn't performing very well, um, you can voluntarily, they call it dumping. So you dump the, the, the company on somebody else and kind of take all of your shares out and then they have to take control and 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 that comes into play later in the game because then they have to put their own personal money into the company sucking resources away from themselves um there's also points where um, somebody can kind of do a hostile takeover if you're not careful to take over your company oh, if it's doing really well okay. um that's that's pretty easy to get around if you have somebody take your company over um you're not you're not paying a lot of attention right yeah, that's that's something if you're sure if you're if you're, if you're Britain gecko and you like mall street then this is the game for you right wow right yeah dead silence yeah, they're, they're fascinating games no i'm i'm on board i i I, yeah. I get it i mean the first time i played one i was like yeah okay yeah no uh -uh. didn't like it yeah it's not for you exactly and yeah, that's, that's okay and that's I'll just, I'll just play with Doc. Okay, exactly. All right, so uh, let's see what else we got. Ba -ba 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 -ba. I um, want to hear about Mitch coming to stay at the at the at the Dave residence. Oh, okay. Um, Making the track. Uh, Mitch, I don't know, Mitch. You want to give a description? I, you were the I want to, No, no, no. How no, did this even happen? Ahead. So, Dave, I'm, so, so Dave, I'm going to so, be at Disneyland well, in May. So I'll start. Do I, do I need I'll to make start. the pilgrimage? Oh yeah, it was oh, yeah. it was Let, it was it was a family vacation. It was spring break. We, my, Lori and I, my wife and I, took the girls out, and we stayed with my aunt and uncle who live in. And you know, we we're hanging out, doing all kinds of shit, and going down to the, you know, Rodeo Drive, 
Bull crap. <laughs> Getting fancy, fancy as fuck. You know, whatever. Exactly. Walking along life, right? And you walk into these stores. Oh, here's this dress or this watch, and it's like you look at the price. Oh, yeah, four thousand dollars. Okay. Well, you walk back out on the street, and there's all these Rolls and Porsches and whatever. Great, whatever. So anyway, we went out there for vacation because you know, hey, stay with your aunt and uncle. <laughs> No hotel cost. Anyway, I drove up to Dave's because I could. My wife exactly pleased, but she said, all right, fine, go. And I did. And then Dave, it was a, what, what was that day? Like two hours, maybe? Oh, yeah. The, you mean the drive? Yeah. From, more, from yeah, it's, Orange it's, to where you are? Yeah. It's not that, I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. It, it depends on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. I ran into a couple of spots, and then Dave took me to the to the second best, second best. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have place. I have an awesome I have an awesome Mexican restaurant that I really wanted to take Mitch to because they do like a ch- chilaquiles, like good breakfast, like with the nachos and ah. the, the eggs sunny side up and all the hot sauce and really good stuff. But I had to take him to like the kind of the the gringo uh, Mexican place, which is still good. It, it was okay. It was like, okay. No BN. It was no. It's it's not a. Oh, it was, so, it's not a. So so so. I mean, it was like cheers, right? When he walked in, oh, Dave, you're back. Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's dude, right. we haven't but, seen you. Where have you been? True. Well, I've been going to the really good, good place good and, you know, screwing you guys that's over. Right. So the second most popular place I've also probably eaten about a thousand times at. So right. they know me there. Everybody they know him. And those, like I and said, those margaritas went like, down really fast. And this will be a theme in some of these stories, like, People usually know me just because I'm not exactly like a quiet personality. <laughs> what? So, so, so generally in areas where I, so, I socialize, everyone kind of knows who I am. So we go out. So we went there and Mitch had a couple margaritas and then we came back. Uh, he got to meet my wife uh, and uh, see the house and the game room. And then we played Strike of the Eagle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a great game. It was fun. I liked it. And it. And it's a fucking game that got buried. Again, makes me furious with fucking Academy Games because I think they buried that system. And it's like, it would have been, that would have been a great system for like the Franco Prussian War Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. uh, the War of 1866. Yeah, I mean, the way they they set it up, Dave, I mean, yeah, they had a lot, there were lots of good decisions, lots of hard decisions, right? I mean, yeah, basically, so the game, the way the game works, it's a, it's a Poland, and this is an older game. I mean, this game probably came out about five, six years ago, maybe even longer than that. But uh, basically, it's Poland versus Russia, and it's a block game. And uh, it's, what's it, like 19, is it 1920s? Uh, I don't so, know. So you're seeing, so you see like Stalin before he became like really bad Stalin. Like, it's basically after World War One, And uh, this there was this, Again, in the West, we maybe don't know about this, but there was a big war fought between Poland and Russia, and uh, it was really like back and forth between the two sides. Yeah, it was like I think but, is it is it during it, the Russian Civil War? Is it like that kind of time? Maybe it might be around there. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but basically, the general idea is that it's got uh, fog of war because of blocks. It's also got fog of war because you've got 
uh, hidden orders that you put down in your units, saying either they're marching out from a location or they're marching to a location. And it's also got card play. And it's diceless, which is even cooler. Because basically, you can when you fight a battle, you can choose your card. The cards all have like a uh, combat result die on them. And uh, you basically can play it. And if you play it from your hand, it's ones added to it. It's one better. And But if you the other alternative is just draw it randomly from the deck. So then you get whatever you, you pull. But if you play a card from your actual hand, you get a bonus for sacrificing the card. So typical for games like this, uh, Mitch and I got we're super excited in the beginning and like burned through all of our cards <laughs> in the first turn. That was fun though. And it was then realized, nice. Then realized, then realized apparently we're supposed to be more right. judicious. Then we had we cards. could do shit all for the rest of it, but whatever, you know. But it's a great game, and there's a ton of scenarios. It's the map's very pretty, and uh, the system and basically Academy Games. I think this was a pre-existing game. That they just kind of buffed up and fluffed the pieces and then, and then put it out. And then right. pushed to the side. Oh, I mean, it could have been a killer side. system. Like, yeah. And it's a series. They'd sell it as a series. Oh, it's a series. I'm like, what the fuck? It would be great for Franco-Prussian War. Or even, like, dude, honestly, American Civil War. Anything in that kind of late 1800s oh, yeah. to Easily. early 1900s period, it'd be perfect for. But it's dead because it's owned by Academy Games. Is that a game company? So it's... Well, apparently, <laughs> it used to, it used to be. Yeah. I mean, they finally came out with the Guadalcanal one, which I refused to buy. So, and that fuck all solo system that's been six years in the making. Mm. So it makes me so angry. But yes, it was great. I hadn't played it in so long, and so Mitch and I, I was gonna, we were gonna try to play Tenka Toitsu. Is that? I think we yep. were gonna play that. But then I went when I got I saw Strike of Eagle. I'm like, fuck that. We're playing Strike right. of Eagle. So I said that. I, I didn't care because the beer was in the fridge, and you know, whatever. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time, and then uh, that's it. There was drinking. We played games, and then uh, we gave Mitch a brief, brief respite, 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 respite from vacation. So we could uh, sober up a little bit, and oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that too. vacation from the vacation. Yes, we could drive. Yeah, which I <laughs> drive home was really fast. I don't know why. That's that's weird when that happens. Yeah, so I also bought sixty five, Jason. I haven't even looked at it. I, I did look through it a little bit. I, I think I, it might be one you like, Dave. I I, I kind of looked at it, and I, 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 my biggest problem is I have too much shit going on right now. I have too many games, too I much hear stuff. I'm looking at Goss. I have uh, Perkin Forest that Clay Stone sent me. I'm like, I got to learn those rules. Dude, I'm like torn between so many games. It's crazy. And then for my kids, the game Too Many Bones shows up. And Too Many Bones looks like a really good game. It's like a dice-building like fantasy adventure game. Really good. So I got that through Kickstarter. That's my one Kickstarter I've done. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's, I that's the one that broke the cherry. I basically kickstarted nice. it, and then they said, "Oh, we've also got three, three. So I paid like probably a hundred and twenty for the Kickstarter, and then after after playing it, oh, dude, these fucking role playing games—they're all like a hundred dollars. There's nothing nope. under a hundred. Nope, 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 nope. So nope, after nope. playing playing it with my kids, after playing it with my kids, I saw that they had three new characters. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I pay over those shit. That's fucking another hundred bucks down the drain. Jesus Christ. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I think actually board gaming is more expensive than board Oh, yeah. At Absolutely. This point. 
I mean, component-wise, I mean, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just... Dude, they have uh, sheet character sheets of too many bones made out of mouse pad. What? You can pick oh, Jesus, in get out. Holes. Come on. It's like cut holes. out. Oh, That's... Yeah, and the characters like printed on the mouse you just pad. It's need awesome. to have sucker tattooed but, on your forehead. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it, it's basically although uh, uh, you know what though that's, exactly that's that fair. is that's worth uh, you can't put a price on that, right? So yes, yeah, so my I was taking my youngest back from soccer practice yesterday, and she's having a sleepover tomorrow night, which is why we had to do this uh, podcast tonight because my wife is like, "You are not doing a fucking." Screaming, yelling, drunk <laughs> podcast when your daughter has a friend over to the house. So I, I, I don't understand what's the, the issue. My my daughter my my daughter tells me she goes, "Hey, daddy, can you talk to my friend I, and and be really funny?" I'm like, "I, I, I guess." Like performing she goes, on me. She goes, she goes, no, no pressure. Yeah, she goes. I need you to be funny. She goes, but don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't. I'm like, I can't operate under these conditions. Like, oh, the performance anxiety. <laughs> so, so now apparently I have to run a couple games, and uh, we win a see all Nice. You're the you're the best dad. But too many bones. Too many bones. Check it out. It's actually pretty cool. It looks it's very right. interesting. Because you, you can't come, it to the come on your door Dude, saying, I'm sorry, uh, Dave. Uh, we need to talk to you about your interests. Well, that, first of all, that'll never happen to me for other reasons. But uh, they have like 140 dice Holy that come with the game. All individual dice. And all the dice are different. So when you get a skill, that skill is actually represented by a die. But then you put in your thing, and during the battle or something, you can roll that die as one of your actions. Oh, it's cool. Okay, now that's it's ridiculous. Really Come on, 140? Two, so it's called, and each, each each character has 20 different dice for their Wow. Game, representing all their skills that they can develop throughout the adventure. It's cool. It looks pretty neat. So, of course, right through the thing, uh, we were about half, like maybe uh, 30 minutes in, and uh, my oldest got upset. He didn't successfully lockpick something, so he had a big blow up. <laughs> Everybody was stormed off, and so then I, we were, that was the end of the game. But you got a real catacombs moment. That's right. We'll see. We'll yeah, revisit yeah. and see what happens. That's girls. All right. So, uh, hey, we want to talk about any war games? What war games? Yeah. War games am I playing? Mitch, you play war games? Oh, I have. Wait, let's let's have. Let's let's have Mitch talk about some war games. Maybe do a quick war game review, and then we'll let Jason read some. Oh, games. that's exciting! I didn't read those. How does that so sound? I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear them. I and I, I think Mitch, your your level of intoxication. Oh my god! Like finally, <laughs> I'm it's right <laughs> there. It's perfect. I'm in, I'm incur- I'm encouraging yes. you to like do put out your max yes. effort right now before it goes <laughs> south because you know right that way, baby. I've been drinking some good stuff, but uh. So so what games have you? Been I have been playing with? obviously next war Poland because I've been playing with Ralph. Although we ended our we ended our. Uh, our play test, but I've been playing with a couple of guys locally. <clears throat> um, but the other thing I had on the table is Baptism by Fire, which is the new uh, Battalion Combat Series game. Last Blitzkrieg. Oh, for, oh, oh, yeah, from MMP. Right. So Last yeah. Blitzkrieg was huge, right? It was the Ardennes battle, and dozens and dozens of units on each side, and and so they they just they just released Baptism by Fire, which is the pass. Uh, so there's 
don't know, like six formations, maybe oh, seven. Oh, I didn't know it was out. So it it's is out. out. Um, it's it's a, it's a good intro to the series, right? Um, much much lower counter density, really simple to get into. I think it's a, right. a good if you if if you're interested in it at all then Baptism by Fire would be the way to go. Um, I played uh, Battle of Hastings by Revolution, which was a departure for me from my usual shit. <laughs> it it's is, a very um, simple game. It reminded me a lot of Men of Iron, which I, I'm not a huge fan of, but um, some people on the podcast or who like the podcast are big fans of it. So... Um, but but I picked it up. So what happens is yeah, exactly, exactly. Fuck those exactly. guys. Fuck, Fuck those them. guys, Mitch. So, I, uh, so what happened is Fuck I pre-ordered a game. I can't remember which game I pre-ordered because, um, yeah. And uh, so I got a like a ten dollar off coupon for Revolution. So I figured, oh, what the hell? I'll pick up Battle of Hastings. Cause I'm kind of interested in that. So uh, it was cool. I liked it. Uh, it it plays a lot like Men of Iron. So I played that solo. And uh, other than that, I haven't been playing a whole lot of games, so I'm trying to trying to work real hard to get next we're pulling out. So now, now, do you want to? I do now, Mitch. Do you want to review no. a game? Do you just want to talk about? Oh, do you want to talk about us playing oh. D and D and food? Well, now you're putting me between a rock and a hard place, Dave. Uh huh. I wanted to well, review what game Battle you want to review? but whatever. Or do let's, we want to talk let's about, about D and D and food because that was fun? No, I did. Like actually, really I liked it. Balance. So here's the funny thing, right? So I'm not a huge man of Iron Fine, right? I'll just say that right out of the out of the gate, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a Claystone War Gamer, right? <laughs> if it's if it's too simple, I'm not gonna like it. Yes, right? yes, um, and also the development of men. It has until recently. Until recently, it's really exactly bunch of until recently. jackasses. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but 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 so Battle of Hastings, Revolution Games, right? Uh, invasion. So it's called Invasion 1066, the Battle of Hastings, and it plays. I mean, it plays a lot like Men of Iron. <laughs> One counter per hex. You know, you move, you fight, you roll a die, and shit happens. Um, it's kind of cool, though. You know, they have they have special rules for the House Carls and the Ferd and the that would be on the Saxon side. And then on the Normans, you have the Bretons and the Franco Flett and Frank, Franco Flemish. And uh, it, it's kind of cool. Um, the first the first time I played through, I won as the Saxons, which, you know, for sure is a historical, but whatever. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, but it's nice to know that you can you win. Can. As the, as, now, do they have that kind of push and pull where where – they trick is so so there are two there are two rules right there's the um the saxon because historically right they 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 pulled them right so so as the normans and only as the so the the norman side is divided into three types there's the breton the bretons the normans and the franco-flemish norman cavalry can do what's called a feigned attack right and you can basically you roll up you roll back and you roll a die, and if the Saxons bite, they come off a hill, and then you you wipe them out. And then the other one is uh, it's similar to the GBOH uh, 
impetuosity rule or whatever it is. So, you know, if somebody routes, if the, if, if a Norman side unit routes, these Saxons will come off the hill and try to chase them. And so that's how they break the line, right? Exactly. Because the shield, the shield wall was fucking impressive. So they have the, what they call the, or the house that are lying the hill, Senlac Hill. <clears throat> and they're just, it's hard to break, right? Until you, until right. you either use your archers or you right. do this feign attack or you do this, but you have this, uh, yeah, I, I play this battle a yeah. lot in a miniature yes. war game, so that's always something exactly. that has because to be Because otherwise, rules, otherwise right? it's if, if the Saxons sit on the hill and they don't come off it, and they don't have to swap out the house carls for the for the basically the you know militia levy dudes, but that are behind them, you'll never break the fucking line. So, yeah, yeah, you, you have to that's have rules right. that, that kind of and, and right. it does it elegantly. It does it really nicely, and so you get that back and forth feel. And as the Normans are like, well, shit, I got to pound the line. I got to pound the line. I got to pound the line, right? And as the Saxons, you're like, well, well, this guy's disordered. I need to back. I need to put this, what they call the Ferd, right, which is the levy. I need to put him in the front line to take over the take over the spot, so the Normans don't get on the hill. Right. But they're, the problem is, if you do that, out. then you get this uh, impetuosity, or I, I forget the actual name of the rule, right? <clears throat> where if the if the Normans route in front of you, so the third, the third, so they, but the exactly. third are less disciplined, so they're more likely to pursue. The yeah, Normans they come off the yeah. hill, they and then yeah, that's typical. of course the Norman cavalry charges them and they evaporate. So it's it's um, I actually liked it uh, because I pre-ordered that other game. It was ten bucks off, so it was so, like so eleven dollars for the game. I mean, come on. So, so Mitch, how did you win as a scientist? Uh, I, like, what did you do? I bided my time, right? So I just waited and I waited and I waited and I waited until the sec, the, until the until the Normans had to commit their cavalry, right? And then by that time, the, the, they were routing so fast. And I concentrated on the Franco-Flemish and the Bretons, and just you know, it's hard to describe, but because they routed a little bit easier mm -hmm. than the Normans. They they ran off and then they you know kind of collapsed right. on them. So it, it's that, that game particularly is all about the timing and, and and timing your as the as the Saxons it's all about timing your counterattack at the right point. So so do you so do you think your strategy is the solution to the possible academy of the Saxons, or do you think you got lucky there was some, some um, strategy and some fortune involved? Or do you think using that strategy, the size? I think a little bit of both. Time. I think I got a little lucky. Uh, yeah. Well, so well, there's, good, there's. I mean, you don't you don't want a game. Exactly. You don't want a game yeah. where there's a formula right, now, to win. Now there you is like, an auto victory condition, it, right? So. so if either Harold or William dies, the game ends immediately. Auto victory for the other side. And because they're stacked with a particular unit, you don't necessarily want to commit that unit to combat because every time that unit is, com is uh, committed to combat, you roll a die for that leader. If you roll a one, and it's not a six-sided die, if you roll a one, he's dead. Game over. Well, that, well, well that is right. Because and that, and that's that. what that's simulating, right? But they, it's actually simulating Correct. both things. Right. If, 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 if William had died, I'm sure it would have been over, hell. right? Uh, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. The whole I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure at that point it would have been. So and, and theoretically, 
the entire history of the world will have been different. So uh, exactly. how many stars? I was discussing this, well, I was discussing this with Johan the other day, and he was like, you know, if Harold had won, it would have been the most brilliant fucking campaign ever. Right? Because mm-hmm. he went he went north to defeat the Vikings. That's right. right. That's right. And then he yep. came south. And then hauled his ass down. Exactly. And if he had won, right. was, was we it, would be still studying it, that shit, right? Was it Sta- yep. Stamford Bridge? Is that where you fought? Yeah, that was the first exactly. and so, the, the, so Revolution has a game on that. And that one game's too. out now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can play them both, right? So yeah, that would have that would have been that would have been fucking brilliant. So, so the funny thing was that we were talking about this, and this is my one of my pet peeves. So you know, as much as this is an explicit podcast, you know the reason why it's explicit, right? So that you can say fuck. Exactly, because fuck is an Anglo-Saxon word. Oh, and when the Normans go. conquered England, that became bad. <laughs> fornicate, <laughs> fornicate is the polite way of saying fuck. So if Crazy we had, brother. if we had beaten the Normans, fornicate would be a bad word, and well, fuck would be normal. You, you, and fuck the and Normans. And you'd be out of business, Dave. You know, you know, Mitch. I've heard you on a lot of podcasts, and I really think you're lowering your game here with us. I don't don't pander to our audience, <laughs> but you, you seem very proper when I. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I, I love you guys. So, only because yeah, I love exactly. you guys. So scale of one to ten, what do you give this game? You know what? I would give it an eight. I liked it. It was fun to play. And I got—I wow. got to imagine there's a ton of beers. Yes, all oh, the beers. It's, it's a simple <laughs> game, and you could—you could be—you could be, you could be beer is five fun. deep. <laughs> you could be five deep, like I am. And when I say five deep, I mean five of the right. beers yeah, that it's, I, it's I drink. Drinks some crazy, yeah, right, crazy right. Beers. So, yeah, so, you're, so, you're, yeah. You're, we're talking dime bag beers. These are all dime bag beers. Right, these <laughs> prairie. So. You know, because Mitch Dave, is buying his beer from monks and shit. Dave, we we skipped the in the earlier part of the podcast. We skipped the what are you drinking part. So, oh yeah, prairie, okay. what are you what are you drinking? Prairie. No, we didn't skip it. We're just not. Too we're not yet. there yet. You're right. Prairie artisan ales. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're not following your uh, sequence of it's, play. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> your outline that you typed. In charge of this podcast anyway. Anyway, Braxton. prairie. prairie <laughs> Right, Prairie <laughs> Prairie Partisan Ales Paradise. I didn't think I was going to like it, so it's an imperial stout, but it's brewed with mm. it's brewed Ugh. with coconut. I can't and drink that vanilla. Stuff. No thanks. Wow, but it's thirteen percent. And Dave, Jesus Christ, but that's good because you're getting banged. And you've had five of them. No, but that's good. No, you're no, 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 no. just two. And then, oh, and then only only because only because I love Dave. I've been drinking like, a lot of Benitas. Right. Davy Murray's, Davy, Davy mm. Murray's Scotch Ale, because I have this that's, that's good semi-secret shit. love affair with Scotch Ales. So you know that's good stuff. Scot- Scotch Ales, that's not semi-secret. That's that's good I shit. So, so uh, what are you drinking, Jason? Uh, I'm drinking our cocktail segment of the podcast. I am drinking um, two. So many segments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, two Union Clubs, so a um, a Union Club is two ounces of bourbon, an ounce and a half of orange juice, uh, a half ounce of maraschino liqueur, and a half ounce of Campari. And it's um, yeah, the Campari. What the hell is Campari? 
I'm not into that. Campari, Campari is like super, super bitter. Okay. I, I'm not into that. I love Campari. I did the, Neg <clears throat> I did the Negroni at, uh, at the Yeah, the it's, a, it's an acquired Whoa. taste. Yeah. Though I had, a, so I, this, I had a rich guy make fun of me for drinking blood and sand. What? Why did he make fun of you for that? That's he, a good drink. He thought it was like, a, like this is a really rich guy. And basically he was like, what the fuck? You're mixing like scotch with uh, orange juice? So I was going to say, so there's like a, there's a snooty cocktail thing that says you shouldn't mix really anything with orange juice. Whatever. Um, which, yeah, go fuck yourself. If it's good, it's good. And the blood and sand... If it's made right, it's good. It was good. And this, Dude, it does the job too. I mean, it, I oh yeah, like, it'll 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 get you because I don't want to drink these drinks where I'm just drinking a bunch of sweet shit and I don't feel like I'm buzzed at all. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. So I was in Las Vegas last weekend, and that's everything we everywhere we went except I went to a tiki bar called Frankie's that was phenomenal. But everywhere else we went, it was like fifteen dollars for a pint of sugar, and I. I was angry yeah. as, as someone who, who can make drinks. So this, this drink is, it's good, but it's kind of in that Negroni vein where the Capari, even though it's only a half ounce, it really kind of makes the whole thing bitter. But if you <laughs> like that kind of bitter Campari Aperol taste, I think you'll like this. That's it's rough. I'm enjoying it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not, Entry level, I guess. Uh, on on the cruise, basically, I, I got to the point where I was just like, just give me a martini. I, yeah, there you I go. just drank all martini. <clears throat> yep. And my dad used to tell me the whole thing where, like, oh, martinis are like tits. Like, one's not enough, three's too many. No. We, you can have way more than three martinis. Like, based on Especially, my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a situation like that, go ahead and have five. Yeah, you're, I mean, like, you're good. It would, but it'd be, cause it, if you're paying eight or nine bucks regardless, then bring me a martini or something that's like, mm -hmm. like up. I want it up. I want gin. I want, I want booze. Yeah, I want, I want it. Yeah, that's right. So, what are you drinking, Dave? I am drinking, uh, well, I've already had probably a half a bottle of uh, Bushmills, and now I'm on Modelo Negro. So, Big little Mexican set of ASAP. Keeping in in uh, context with the the conversation. Well, actually, Modelo is really good, dude. It's really Modelo. I think is the best of all the Mexican beers. I really enjoy. It. Uh, I I like uh, Dos Equis Amber, but Modelo is good. I have not had that, so don't don't drink Tecate. Tecate is garbage, or, or like or like fucking Corona. Corona is like the worst. Yeah, that's fucking beer. That's bullshit. So I, you know. And and you you probably have it out there too, but we get a lot of like Corona light. You, you'll go to a Mexican restaurant and see people drinking Worse. Corona light, and it's like just what the? just just fucking it, it, kill yourself. You have to go kill yourself. You, have to you can't exactly. drink Corona if you have to jam a lime down into it and shake it up. Yeah, like you're not go fuck like, what are you drinking at that point? Have some but water. Modelo Modelo Especial is like the kind of their lager. Really good. That's good it's stuff. Really good. Yeah, that's I very good. It. And they, they wrap so it in a my, little uh, gold foil, which I think makes it seem fancy. So. My, my wife and I were at um, a, a fairly high-end restaurant here. They do, like, you know, crazy shit. You can, or, like, order a pig head from them, basically. It's 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 kind of a, a cool place. And they have a pretty good cocktail menu. And we were there next to a table, and a guy ordered a Corona Light 
It's like, bitch, this guy is James Beard nominated. I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and luckily they didn't have it. Well, I, I so got pissed on the... He had to get iced tea. I got pissed on the cruise because we were at the Wheelhouse Bar, which is like the main <laughs> bar, cocktail bar. And they have a two-for-one happy hour, so you can get two drinks for the price of one. But you have to buy the same fucking drink. So I'm, That's bullshit. So I'm there with my wife. I tell the lady, I'm like, I don't want to buy the drink she wants a drink. Like, <laughs> so I have to buy two of the same like i'm I'm telling you she doesn't want to drink a blood and sand and i don't want to pay Nicolas. yeah i'm like she, so she's getting two singapore slings and then i'm getting two That's, fucking blood and sands a singapore sling isn't bad though. but it's kind of like fancy and it's a little <laughs> it's 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 pink right so uh does it come I, with I, an umbrella that was, well, that's the question well, it's in like a top. It was in like a top, like uh, like a very lean glass. Yeah, the- it's it's in a Collins glass. Yeah. So, a, a sling glass, right. if you will. I'll throw an umbrella and some shit, Mitch. Don't, That's good. No, don't come nice. at I, I, that. I, I, that kind of pissed me off because I was kind of thinking, like, when it's a two for one, you want to kind of experiment with the the drink menu. But when you're going to require exactly. to buy two of the same drink for the two for one, that wrecks the whole idea of experimenting with stuff. So it just irritated me. But whatever. Otherwise, the cruise is great. We loved it. The huge, <laughs> I'm never going to go on a cruise. The no. huge mm-hmm. thing was whether or not I was going to buy the drink package. That was <laughs> yes. the huge dilemma. The drink package was four. How much? Oh shit! Four eighteen. Wow. Seven, for seven days. Seven days. That's that's actually not bad. But consider. Three of those days, I'm off the ship. Yeah, so per day, that's 60 bucks. So mm. then I got to come back on. A, my wife was more concerned. Like, my, like yeah. my wife knows me pretty well. She's like, Dave, um, when we're off the ship and then you come back on, I feel like you're going to feel like you have to pound drinks. Right, like, catch, up. catch up. With me, you need to be <laughs> like, for the drink baggage. Hey, I paid for this. I got to drink it. She goes, I'd almost rather you not do the package and then she's going to to pay. <laughs> So Dave, I mean, my wife's a good girl. So Dave, she Dave, Dave, she, she gets what it. Was the I final came tally? In, I came in under. Nice. I came good job. Also, good job. Nicely but done. We, but because we bought wine when we were off ship, you can bring a bottle of wine each on oh. so we drink the wine that we brought. Nice. And it helped. It helped that we knew the areas. So when we got off in Santa Barbara, we went to the wineries. There's wineries right down there in downtown Santa Barbara. We went right away was grab wine at all the wineries we know. All right. So, because you didn't leave the states, except for that's and, right, and 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 Canada. That's right. That's a Missouri. <laughs> that's a Missouri pronunciation. <laughs> Whatever. The Missouri. Whatever. That's how they say it in Missouri. Right. Missouri. That's right. All right. So um, Mexico, Missouri. So, so hey, do we want to talk about uh, the Indian food real quick? Yes, please. Goddamn, and guys, I feel like you're all driving. Most of you are at work now. You're already sitting there. Oh, fuck. We're also going to talk about the God, Game On God, convention. God bless. We Dean? also have to talk about Game On. We oh, haven't yes. even gotten the Game On. Din Bin so Fu. I'm sorry. All right. Din so Bin Mitch Fu. and I played Din Bin Fu at Game On. Top fucking five so, game. Absolutely. Yes. Talk slowly. I have, I have to go pee. <laughs> I want to hear this. So maybe talk about Game On. Actually, talk Game On. Talk about Game On. Hey, Dave. Talk about Game On You should talk about Warfighter. Oh, God. What do you know about Warfighter, Game. Mitch? Oh, all I know is the stories I've heard. So I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. No, no. Why don't, why don't you tell me the stories you've heard? Tell me the story you heard. Oh, 
<laughs> so all I heard is you got involved in a game of Warfighter, which should have lasted like three hours, but instead it was a marathon gaming session. And apparently you told some guy to go fuck himself at some point. But that's what I heard. Um, okay, well, what I will say is I'm not going to mention any names to protect the potentially innocent because we everybody was drinking, so there's a lot of drinking going on. <laughs> we, were, we, we were playing Warfighter, um, and it was Pete running the game. And I would say that actually having played it like as a group with players, I would never do it that way again because it what? takes way too long. Oh, it takes way right. too long. Mm. It, it's it's a much better solo game. You knock it out while your wife is watching Real Horsewives two, two, or two HGTV. Maybe. maybe. I mm. think the problem is uh, everybody wants to have a bunch of shit on their characters and it starts to beef up and there's not enough uh, uh, of the squaddies and the non-player soldiers, the NPSs mm, right. available, who right, don't have to worry right. about stuff like ammo and and so it makes it much harder. So basically, we, we played where everybody was a player character. There were four of us. And it was Pete, uh, Pete's friend, Randy Dickey. And uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just had to throw that out there. And uh, another guy and me who and I didn't know the other guy. So uh, Randy's very nice, seemed like a good guy. And I guess Pete had known Pete's known Randy for years. So and that's actually his name. So uh, so basically, <laughs> as we're playing, it starts to become apparent that the guy I'm next to, and we're all, uh, it's it's World War II. And, 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 and let's be clear, Dave, it's pretty late in the evening, right? It's late. It's late. This is after we had played D&D &D for, for, right. for a while. Right, so, right. So I had been drinking. Uh, everyone had been drinking. and But the, the fourth guy had come in from, I think, Kev Sharp's game. So, uh, and he was kind of loud yelling a lot but i think he was just excited i wasn't sure maybe he didn't hear very well or if he was just really loud um or drunk was nice. was he excited to meet you right no, he, he had no did, idea did no you, idea who i was did I was you sign his forehead nope just no. sitting there playing so Force it was starting it was starting to wear on me a little bit that he was constantly yelling during the game but again i attribute it to kind of like drinking or having had some drinks and uh so so pete's kind of like trying to bring Randy in, like kind of groom him because Randy has played games, but he hasn't played a lot of war games. So, so, uh, and Randy, I believe his buddies, maybe from when Pete was in college, they've known each other for a long time. So, uh, Pete's hosting the thing, basically running the game. And he's got the little, we're basically Germans and we're fighting against the Soviets and the Eastern front. Cause of course it's Pete. So we're going to play the Germans <laughs> in the one scenario where the Germans may be considered the good guys. So that's, 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 that's always how Pete has to, Pete has to create this situation. So that's what we were doing. So, so we Wait, were so, the, so, the Germans. So the Nazis were the good it's, guys. What? No, no, but it's not like, what I'm saying. It's fantastic. Right. We're, we're playing. I'm not, I'm not saying Pete made that situation up, but basically I, ironically, we were playing the Germans in the Eastern front. And he had, I, I think you mean coincidentally, right? So, whatever. So, so he had all the figures there. He had figures for all of us. We're nice. Playing. So we're, so we hit all all German right Germans with Schmeisers. So so, <laughs> so at some and point Lugers. we reached a point where the guy the guy's yelling and yelling, just being loud. But I thought he's just excited about playing in the game or whatever. And so we get to a card, and the, basically when you move to a location, then you have cards that come out, and opponent cards, and one of them was like, it was something like, 
uh, I, it's hard for me to even remember now, but it was a flanker's card. So it was like uh, part of it was that the, the, the troops would appear in the rear, but then wherever they appeared, they would stay there or something like something like that. I can't even remember based on the card. So I'm like, okay, well, it looks like they stay there. He goes, no, no, they stay there. I'm like, yeah, but it's like they're, they're going to like hit the last location of our guys, even though it says stay there. I think that means they stay there. He's like, stay there. He just keeps yelling, stay there, stay there. He keeps yelling it over and over again. Pete's looking kind of through the rules, like, well, let me check. And the guy's like, it says stay there, stay. He keeps yelling it. So finally, I'm like, will you shut the fuck up? I'm like, who the fuck? Fair, fair I'm like, enough. who the fuck do you think you are? You are fucking. You're do you fucking know who asshole. I am? No, I just start being like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I like, you need to shut the fuck up. Cause I'm like, I'm fucking tired of it. Get out. And uh, so then at some point he goes, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, exactly how this all went down. So um, this is loose, but Pete might have a different version. Well, Randy on the other side is like the the absolute non-confrontational type person. So he is doing the turtle thing where now his head is back in his shell. Randy is like trying to pull. And I feel bad because he's like we want this to be a good experience for Randy, but now I'm basically screaming at this guy next to me, and we're all on the same side. So I'm like, you fucking, you need to stop fucking yelling. You're fucking obnoxious. I'm yelling at him. And uh, so he, he looks at me and he goes, you got a problem with me? And I'm like, flabbergasted. I was like, do I have a problem with you? I'm fucking screaming at you. <laughs> I'm like, of course I have a problem. Nice. I love it. So, so then it turns to this little thing where maybe he wants to go outside what like come oh, on like, like, and, and for me i don't think i suggested that i i don't know how <laughs> pete's version is but i i definitely don't think i suggested that we go outside because frankly if i'm going to get in a fight with a guy at a convention it's going to be all elbow smashes and knees because i got to use my hands to the fucking tweezers dude i'm not punching anybody yeah, at a fucking yeah, gaming convention yeah. And I'm going to be there to but back it's you just up. Because like, I'll throw all I'm out. saying is Texas is a reciprocal state. I'm just saying but that. It's like, but, so I don't think I was trying to be like, but whatever. So, But I was more flabbergasted throwing all back like, yeah, clearly I have a problem with you. I'm fucking literally screaming at you. like <laughs> at the right, And he's sitting next to me. Like we're on the same side of the table. Like I, I just turn and start yelling at him basically. And uh, wow! So, so Ralph Ralph described it as the gloves dropped moment, where basically, according to tales of this event, I dropped my gloves, and the other guys then said, "Yeah, we don't need to go outside." He's, he's <laughs> so like you, is what you're saying. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's how Nuts. it went down. Which, I don't. Which think, night was I, this? I don't even remember this. It, it was after we played the Indian Fool. Really? I went over and played. Yeah, I went over and played Warfare okay. after that. Huh. I mean, so, I just don't remember that happening. I mean, because hmm. not to be, I'm not to be like whatever, but like, I would never fight a guy over. But I, but I will definitely fucking tell a guy that he's been a fucking asshole. And uh, I, I, I almost think for me, it didn't even occur to me that the guy was trying to challenge me to something. But I guess interpretation from other people were that maybe that's what happened wow bottom line is 
There was no physical confrontation because that would be really douchey it's to a get into a, fi- a physical game. fight at a gaming convention. Right. But the interesting thing is, so then we, I'm like, then fine. I'm like, basically at the end, I'm like, then shut the fuck up. Stop fucking yelling. Play the fucking game, dude. You're being a fucking dick. So we sit there and the table, I get back to the table. I'm like, all right. And so everyone else is like, okay. So I, I turn to everybody. I go, we're all friends here, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're cool, right? It's all good. Like, no, because I, but my, that's my personality where I'm like, hey, I just fucking screamed at you or whatever. We, but if you're cool, let's just fucking play. Like, whatever. So right. yeah. it was a little tense. So now we're we're still on a mission. We're like in this field hey, trying to get to the tunnels, this. whatever. So then we moved, made, made a move, and then I, then he had something he did. I played a card to help him. You're such, then, hey, you're such a then, peacemaker, Dave. And then he played a card to help me. At the end, dude, we got through, and it was great. He, when he wow. left, we shook hands. We were fine. It was good. Did, did was, you tell him what your room you were staying in? Or? I gave my room key. Nice. Whatever, we were fine. But, but it, <laughs> so it, you bought him a... You bought him up around the light. It, it's it, all great. It was, and the bartender was, stuck his finger in the cup. Whatever. It was not like a, the guy was too, way too loud, and he was it, he needed to be corrected, um, and that maybe was the only way to do it. I don't know, but whatever it happened, <laughs> that went down. Pete probably has a different story where I challenged the guy to go out to a fight. I don't think that happened. But if Pete That's wants right. to tell That's that, right. he can Absolutely. make his own he can, fucking he can make his own so. shit up. I, I want to. I want to think that Pete maybe and, thinks and, that and, I and, said and, the guy should go out and fight me, but I don't think I said that. And, and given Pete's background, you know it'll be embellished. I mean, come on. Well, Pete, Pete and I are all both from New Jersey, and in New Jersey, stuff like that definitely would go down that way. <laughs> There's right. no doubt. The guys would fight outside. But that's, that's yeah. why. Yeah. That's why it's the all. guys like. I mean, when he said to me, he goes, "You got a problem with me?" It didn't even occur to me that he was like saying, "Like, you got a problem? Like, you want to take?" Like, I was like. Right, I was like, like yes, like you I have felt a his girlfriend up at the bar or something. I, I was like, yes, I have a problem. I'm yelling at you for being a jerk. <laughs> like, like, but the guy was nice. He just had a little bit to drink, and maybe he was like being a little bit over the top. That's it. So, <laughs> so no fights were fought, <laughs> and uh, it was good. And I'm a very nice. I'm actually, I think I'm a very nice person at the conventions. I don't, Mitch. I don't think I'm like what you see me there. I'm not like trying to. But I'm not going to put up with somebody oh, wait, being like am, rude. Am I supposed to say something now, or? Yeah, right. You're supposed to oh. validate what I'm saying. <laughs> no, absolutely, Dave. Yes, yes. I mean, don't you think I'm really nice? I do. I do. But you're, you know, Dave, you're the best. You're my, the wife, best Dave. my wife does say she's like, oh yes. my god, you. She's like, you make these faces. She puts faces. up with a lot. Oh, she's wait, like, what? She's like, you make these faces. I don't know how your friends like. You should ask your friends this grab the faces she makes. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? She was very nice, Dave. Yeah, my wife's a good girl. She is. So, um, so that that's it. So that was the Warfighter story. Yes. But the no. guy's a good guy. I would play a game with him again. We were fine. He had a bit to drink. He was being too loud. He was being kind of a dick. I yelled at him. We got into it. That was the end of it. We ended up playing again. Finished. Blah, blah, blah. AAC kitchen. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, Ed, don't bring that shit to AC <laughs> right. on anybody. So, uh, yeah, no, we 
Dave and I will be like the Bash Brothers. brothers no, no, that bitch. There's a master of arms for that. Uh, well, in, in, in unfortunately, sometimes the master of arms, sergeant of arms, is fucking hungover, and well, then I have to, I have to regulate. When he's not too hungover from playing the train game, you, Dave. That's correct. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about Dian Bien Phu because Jason, oh. you played Dian Bien Phu too, right? Yes, I fucking love Dian Bien Phu. It's is, a great is, it, game. It's a, it's a top five game, right? This is a top five Absolutely. game of all time. We think yes. All time top five? Yes. Every, sure. Everybody, everybody who says I, I. So, I, um, I yes. I, I've also heard rumors that this game will never be made again. <gasps> that the that the designer, it was such a hassle to make that he will never go through that process again. What? That's interesting. That's of the region, not Ken. I've heard, I've heard inside scoop. Mm. Ooh. Dish. It, 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 I mean, it is a great game. I mean, from the from the get go, right? I mean, there's so many. So the game is very procedural, I think, right? Yes, but and it's but it's still easy to play incorrectly. It, it though, is we well, well, it is. But I mean, once you get it down, it's so engaging, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's, so, it's long, but it it flows so yes, similar. and it's just it's, so so. Mitch and I played. And uh, we were initially going to only play like a morning game, and then it ended up stretching into the entire day, basically. Right. And basically, I was the Viet Minh, and Mitch was the French. And I ignored, uh, what is it, Isabel? What's the fort that's out on the side? Uh, Isabel, yeah. I don't that's think any of us have figured out. We haven't figured out what to do with no. that fort yet. And, and honestly, Dave, I think that's a late game kind of thing anyway. So, so we got off to kind of a slow start as the Viet Minh, because... I didn't get how much artillery you need to bring in as the Vietnam to really punish a fort. And once I figured out how to start really dropping my artillery, where dropping it on it, adjacent, I have I have overlapping artillery all over his forts. Uh, then I started really hammering. But the problem was because I it took me the first turn, I didn't quite get any. Then you're behind the curve as the Vietnam for Absolutely. the numbers that you yep. made. Mm -hmm. And so I kept trying to play catch up the whole time and I couldn't quite catch up with them. Right. But, yeah. But, but the advantage I had was my die rolls, basically when you drop artillery based on the number of artillery support counters you drop, you then get to roll 2d6. And I think if you roll under them, that's you destroy a truck. Right. Yeah. You, you fuck up the, the French trucks pretty fast. Yeah. Right. So I was doing really well where even if I didn't drop a ton of artillery, I would always fuck up a French truck. So by, by like turn five or six, we got all the way through the, the clear weather. And by then I was basically saving my artillery to just fuck up French trucks. Right. Like I would, I'd make sure that I saved all my ammo to be sure. And so it got to where Mitch couldn't move ammo or anything around. Exactly. Yep. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, that's the beauty of the game, right? It's so, I, I, I think you would be hard pressed to recreate the, uh, absolute way that it captures that battle right the Viet Minh have to worry about what the Viet Minh had to worry about the french have to worry about what the french have to worry about yeah it, they're it's totally the, separate right it's the it's, it's the perfect scene beautiful game. yeah absolutely. It, it does the same yeah it's 100 percent asymmetric like every, exactly it's so and, and and the whole idea where uh each turn the Viet Minh can then entrench in a new zone right yeah or, or 
And but man, and that's I was, a, and that's a, and that's a huge like, decision, right? Because oh, it drives racking, what you attack next. Right? Oh, I was racking my mind to be like, where am I going to entrench next? Like, because mm-hmm. otherwise, mm-hmm. if you're out in the open with your guys, and you're, you're not entrenched. They're going to just hammer <laughs> you. So yeah, it was incredible game. And uh, so yeah, it, it got to where I was really starting to roll them up. But the problem was I was pressing and pressing because the other right. real cool thing is. I say really the other really cool thing. There's about fifty cool things in this game. But, <laughs> exactly. but, That's a lot of well, yeah. But one of, of them is that when you're playing the Viet Minh player, as as you try to rebuild your forces on the, the map, you have to lower the morale of your troops. There's like a track. So if I'm gonna beef up, I'm gonna say, Oh, I wanna uh, flip this guy was reduced, I wanna flip him back to full strength. I then have to move that regiment's uh, strength down one on the morale track. And so it's like in in uh bands so as while i'm in the five band i'm happy because my guys are awesome they have great morale as they start to lose casualties i'm replacing guys then they get down to fours and then they get down to threes right so when i'm between five and four i'm starting to be like yeah sorry dude we're not fucking placing you you got to go back (laughs) in and fight like i'm like and 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 that counts because you're facing the french who are a little bit higher morale sometimes yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and, uh, yeah, and it's in a, a lot it's, of games that doesn't matter. Like, like exactly. morale is tracked, but it doesn't matter. And in this game, if your morale gets too low, you're fucked. There's oh, nothing you can do. And, and everything you can, you can rest units. But the problem I had was because I was one behind, I had yep. been too yep. slow to take the first one. It kept fucking me on right. the track when I would come down, and so. Even right. if I rested, guys would barely re- So on the map, I was making great progress. But morale-wise, my guys were getting, I was like, I was like, well, Right, well, because Beatrice and Gabrielle hold out, held out just that little bit extra, right? That's right. That's right. It, it, it kind of slowed the Viet Minh down the whole, the whole rest of it. And then there's all the other cool stuff that I'm sure everyone's heard about the game where you set up the drops and you've got all the supplies. Oh, the and the fucking pair drop is just, it's a game within a game, right? <laughs> right. It's awesome. But so, Mitch's, so, Mitch's problem was he would get stuff, but because I'd blown up so many of his trucks. I couldn't move it. I couldn't get it back. Right, so, exactly. Right. So I got, got 10 ammo, but I could only move four. So he, so he got to a point where <laughs> I was almost getting to where I'm like, I don't know if I'm afraid of the French bombardments anymore because <laughs> right. they don't have that much artillery. And once the Viet Minh aren't afraid of the artillery, oh, oh fuck. Oh, yeah, oh, it's over. It's all bets are off then. But I was also at the same time really weak on the board. Because well, right. Because I was pushing my regiment so hard to move, so both sides it's, are like fuck. Exactly. I mean, that, and that's the sign of a great game, in my opinion. Is both sides think they're constantly losing, right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and it, it just it, that that system just drives that. Yeah. It's so we, we had it's a, a fantastic game. We had a we had so we had a really great game going, partially because I didn't understand how the Vietnam worked as well. And so it got me behind the ball, which really put right. pressure on me. Well, I remember, I remember texting Jason, "Hey, how does this fucking roll rule work?" <laughs> oh, that's and right. I, You're I texting did, him. I didn't. I didn't know. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it doesn't. We, it doesn't. We we, we 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 were deep into the bar by then, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but we. It was. It's a great game. I mean, it's so incredible for both players. 
I mean, some games might be like, hey, it's a siege game, so it's boring for the defender and it's exciting. Right, for you. right, right, but right. This is like the way it's it's the perfect oh, top five. I mean, game. absolutely. I mean, both sides have so much decision making to do. I mean, so as the French player, I was like, well, do I reinforce this strong point? Do I not reinforce this strong point? Do I pull out? Do I? And even during the game, Mitch is figuring out, oh, that's how I run up my paratroops to save exactly. my poor little right. He had the tie companies out there, and he's like, that's what a that's because initially when yeah, you're playing, you're that's like, what the fuckers are for. Initially when you're playing, you're like, okay, I get this kind of move at this point, but what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? But then as you're playing, you start to right, realize, right, right. yep. So, well, I, and let's be honest, I got lucky in Gabrielle. You left that one little spot open, I shot all those guys out. That's right. Apparently, when you're encircling something, you should actually completely encircle it. Yeah, right. In. You have to close like it. one yes. hex to get through. You, so you can't leave an open spot there because they'll just squirt right. out. That happened. That happened. Like a like a duck's <laughs> ass. <laughs> and and just for all the people, because I have this too. Like when people talk so highly about a game, I'm like ah, fuck that game. This game is really that brilliant. It like is. It's absolutely. It's a must own. It's a top five game. I agree. I've got I've got two games right now. If I had to do my top five. I would say Vietnam 65 to 75 is still in my yep, top five. Yes, 100%. And I would yes. say DMD and Fu is in my top five. Absolutely. Honestly. If you don't, and don't own this game, and Sekigahara. And I'm not if you sure. don't own you this game, some, you're not, not a war gamer. I don't know who my top – I don't know who the other – Sekigahara is good. I would not put that in my top five. but mm, It's in mine, but that's fair. It's up there. It's up there. But, yeah, really great. So go buy it. It's the best. I mean, and it's – Bump. And it's, Bump. And it's so uh, – different and it's so perfect for this battle it is i mean and that's the thing you it's it's not one of those games that you could transport somewhere else right it is so yeah, he couldn't he couldn't take this to algeria exactly it's so perfectly tuned to that battle it's yep. it's almost kind of scary when, right when, i mean when you're playing it, it whichever side you're on and it's your turn you're like motherfucker what do i have to do exactly. here? Like, <laughs> like i don't dare and that's Exactly, and when, that's a sign when, of a when you're, great when you're looking at the big man and you're like trying to decide, like, oh, like, do I want to move? I'm like, do I want to move it down well, one more? Well, <laughs> like, right. I mean, when you're when you're on the Vietnam, you're like, do I want to attack with this division or rest with it? You know. Yep. Do I want to really it move it these matters. guys out of the supply area as the French and reinforces but, area or not? But Jason, right? the thing that was fucking me is because I had fallen behind because I didn't take at least one of those forts in the first round. Yep. Uh, I was if I rested, a regiment would stay the same. If I didn't rest, mm-hmm. it would drop one. Yep. So I was like, "Fuck!" It's fucking. It's yeah. so brutal. It it's, is. It's so great. It, but it, oh. for, it forces the Vietnamese player to keep going. Like you can't right. rest all you guys. Somebody has to take exactly. Yeah, you have if to. If somebody doesn't capture a fort this turn, we're fucked. So they yep. have to go. Yep. Exactly. Yep. You have to capture and something. and. And for the Viet Viet Minh, you know it's life or death. Like we have to, we have to get the next strong point, or or we're all no, dead. Exactly. Saying, right. Yeah. Because like if basically it's as crazy. the Viet Minh, if you don't take it, if the French fight you off, you're now behind the curve on the the points, yeah. and you're going to lose morale each time. It's like, and you have to basically then take two strong points in a turn to catch up. Yeah. Which which isn't so easy. Good. So uh, good. No, that's so fucking hard. Yeah, so that's a game where, but the problem is it takes a long time to play. 
It's, it's, I mean, how yeah, long? It's a long, it's a long, I mean, how long do we play, Dave? We played seven hours, six, six, six hours, hours, seven yeah. hours. And we, I mean, we got through, we got what, through a little over clear. a third, maybe. We got through all the clear weather. Yeah, a little over a third. That's I think, pretty, which is not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a short game. And it, it's sped up too once we get used to kind of, okay, here's what we need to do. We kind of get used more to the, how the way it works. Oh, yeah. 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 Once we figured out how to play. So I think there's going to be at least three games of this at the there's, convention. There should this year. be. Oh, it's a great yeah. game. It's a yeah. great game. It's so good. I'm for, I think I'm I committed be, to play Ben, maybe. I don't know. Whoever. I'm going to be playing Axis you, Empire, so I don't think I'm going to be able to play it. Mm. I'm Dan Van Fu. Yeah, it's a great game to play because also it's it's light. It, and with all that said, it's not a heavy game. Exactly. No. Yeah. So it's not complex at so all. Every everybody who listens, I love this game. That should tell you how heavy <laughs> it is. Like I, if if I can play this game, you can play this game. The only challenge is kind of figuring out how the artillery works between the ones you're dropping on the attackers and the supporters, and yeah, yeah we, but we fucked that but up. The, we fucked it, that up initially. It, yeah. And then working out like kind of understanding initially how the attacks work, like you're shooting and how that changes how what kind of attack you're doing or whatever so right uh, the, but, the, the good news is by october we'll have forgotten how all that shit works <laughs> that's right. but jason will be right there so you can ask him and, he's, and he, he still and won't know and i'll be drunk <laughs> yeah. so I, I won't know Woo-hoo! so yeah DM, unless i'm so playing DM DM is obviously a, a 10 star t- top five game mm-hmm. which you yes. should order before is no longer available i might even order a parts copy so i can give it to somebody later <laughs> on Nice. That's not something. Yeah, so I can just exactly. say it's always nice to have an extra copy to give to somebody who comes in the hobby well, late when it's not available. And, and 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 that was during the period. So Legion Legion War Games. That was during the period where they were doing the no punch games. You literally they That's had right. to shrink wrap the counters. <laughs> oh yeah, because because when you take the shrink wrap off and you just shake the counter tree, they all fall out. Oh yeah. So, and just real quick to run over some of the stuff, I wanted. To, there was a couple of things. I have it right here, so I'm looking at some of the pieces. So it's it's thirty six dollars. cheap. Oh, it's, it's, it's there's fucking there's ridiculous. No reason to not play this game. The other cool thing is like one of the things. So much is figured into it, but one of the things I loved was they've got this great. When you're looking at how the the guys land, and you're like, oh, we got to get the guys in. One of the best things that I loved about it was. Not only does it affect like weather, you can't put guy stuff down there when it's monsoon or whatever. Oh yeah, whatever. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But as the Viet Minh capture zones on the battlefield, you also oh, lose spaces right, yeah. to drop stuff mm-hmm. off, which is such a great touch. I mean, that was the idea that right. as yeah. you're as losing you, territory as you, because, you shrink, because the battlefield right. exactly smaller. as you shrink the perimeter, there's just less shit. Well, and it's so. There's supply rolls, you think, and the, the Viet Minh can siphon off supplies, and there's rats of the, what the fuck is the river? Rats of Nam Yung, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, the guys that deserted and took shit, right? So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Read the Lost Valley. Buy, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to buy another copy after I, after I get off here. I'm probably going to order another copy right away. There you so, go. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a reading list that goes along with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch and I can give you recommendations. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Jason, you want to read some emails? I'm going to go get a beer real quick, but I don't know if Jason wants to. Okay. Want well, these these all pertain to you. Oh, do they? What? Well, I think no, Splashly smoke. People email. No, why don't, why don't, why don't people, you guys talk? I'm going to get a beer. You guys catch okay. up. 
catch up, guys. Go ahead, Jason. I, Mitch Jason. and I have spent a lot of time together. I mean, we do. We, have we not, do. We've not only he's not only been in my house, but Mitch and I again. If this podcast lasts into the the wee hours, we may discuss the great adventure that Mitch and I exactly. Had yes, in, in the in the woods of Missouri. Yes, Jason. I think you should. I Sir. think you should read some emails. I should carry the, forth. The, the 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 subscribers users have spoken. So an anonymous guildie wrote in and said, "Sometimes I lurk on Vassal and join games. I then try to start sexting with the players. I've had little success coming to climax with this method. Either the players aren't that into it, or the game just isn't that sexy." Or I can't picture Clay Stone in my head anymore. Well, can you recommend a game that might help me reach orgasm? <laughs> Dien Bien Phu. Yes. Now, Dien Bien Phu will now, get you there. Clay Stone is an attractive man. I will say, he is a handsome man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that that was duck. <laughs> Probably. Although, <clears throat> I mean, come on. Let's face it. The duck has a man crush on the sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He. Or, or really? Yeah, and Clay Stone? Like, I don't that's know if true. he has it just on the Swede. I think the Swede, he and the Dave, Swede are friends. But D- Dave, can you recommend a game that can help an anonymous guildy reach orgasm? So we, we already suggested Dian Ben Fu. I, I, I don't know of any others. Wow. Maybe, maybe hmm. like one of the D-Day at games, because they're solo. So so that'll, that'll get Phantom you Phantom Fury? There you go. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, are there games that involve a lot of like physical action, like with hands, or <laughs> uh, like maybe a? Is there a game with a lot of dice? Bop it. What is the game with the? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Bop it's a good one. Bop What's bop the it. jungle? <laughs> What's the game with the totem? The the party game with the totem on the table, like jungle. Some jungle I mean, something. It, 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 anyway. Frankly, it might be the game I just bought from my, my family, Too Many Bones. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the In the bone right. zone. Wow. So, um, yeah, Anonymous Gildy. I think Anonymous Gildy might have a lot of problems that he needs to address. Yeah. So, Morgan Neck Snapper. This, this is one, uh, yeah, this one my character. Yeah. He says, do you feel you are a gamer or an asshat? A gamer plays a game, an asshat learns the math of a system in order to win. Um, I barely give a shit about playing the game, so I'm definitely not an asshat. I, I give zero fucks about winning a game. Right. I agree. Yeah, right. I think I'm the same way. I, I think I'm into the experience and not fi- – I, I guess the idea is maybe an asset tries to figure out like the ins and outs and min-maxing the system. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I think, more with hanging with the dudes that I'm playing with, right? I mean, I think Mitch is an asshat, but not for these reasons, like completely yes. different reasons. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think definitely, like, I think we're all kind of like this, right? I don't think yeah. many of us are. Yeah. As asshats see themselves out. So Braxton asks, "Oh, wait, what are the best?" I don't think you were supposed to call on names. Oh. Well, then don't Oops. sign your email. Well, well, I will say that I don't know if he signed this email as much as he just emailed it to me with his email address. <laughs> oh. I think I, I might have written his uh, his. Why don't, why don't, so, why don't so we maybe skip this one? We'll come back to 
Oh, come do, on. Do, You've do already revealed. Do, do you want to do the one from Alex? That's, it's not. Sure. That's what I didn't read beforehand. No, here's, no, here's the deal. Here, this is the real deal. Alex's email is very complimentary to us. I think Jason's reluctant to read He's it lying. because it's complimentary. And, and I understand <laughs> because I'm the same way, but it's, it is an email we got. So. I'm like, yada, yada, yada. All right. So Alex says, Dave and Jason, I'm not going to lie. It's time to gush. You two are the fucking bomb. I've had a copy of L- ASLSK1 on my shelf for over five years and only gave it a cursory view. However, after listening to the passion in which you guys speak about wargaming, the fire has been lit. Dave's take on games seem to be more down my alley with emphasis on systems allowing the theater of the mind to take over. I think I'd be a slave to the beautiful counters and maps, but being so new to the hobby, I'm yet to find the ultimate sweet spot. Jason, you are the ultimate yin to Jason's yang. Sorry, today's yang. You tried to claim both the yin and the yang. That's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's, It's... it's it's because I'm so zen. <laughs> Sorry, let me let, let me take two. Uh, Jason, you are the ultimate yin to Dave's yang. Low key, succinct, and always with an awesome cocktail recipe. Goddamn man, I never drink bourbon until you introduce me to a whiskey sour. Well, I will That's take good. that compliment. That's good. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, it goes on. Oh, no, keep Mitch. Keep- Hold, hold on to your talking. shorts. And there's, there's, there's more people talking. Because we get very few That's compliments. Too much. We get too, many words. <laughs> too many words. No, no pretentiousness. A heap of shit talk. The guild is to be commended on allowing newbies like myself to become involved. Like I said on a forum post, my gaming is only in hand under shirt over bra territory. It's pretty <laughs> in hand. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, in hand undershirt over broad territory, but I'm going to expand shortly. D Day at Omaha Beach, Labatai, Liberty Roads are all on the radar. Uh, I guess my question is where to go next? Do I stick with the ASLSKs, which I'm loving, or should I expand to grander scale operations? I'd love to buy everything on my wish list, but budget precludes that. How do you guys go about deciding when? So, by the way, I haven't read these, <laughs> so I'm reading <laughs> the line. <laughs> You're doing great, Jason. You're doing great. I've had a ton of whiskey. Uh, I'd love to buy everything on my wish list, but budget precludes that. How do you guys go about your pronunciations right now? Right. Listen, that's lots of three syllable words. Rex and I are gonna. Rex and I are gonna bro hug it out. It's all good. How do you guys go about deciding when is the time to make a shift in a tried and true system and dive into something new? So I'm gonna pause there. Do you guys have, have Holy answers? Holy shit! You're pausing. Where does he? Where does he go from there? Yeah, there's another. I, I think he's well. Right now, he's basically doing. Isn't he? He's doing the ASLSKs right now, yeah. right? So yep. I think that's good. So he's he's asking like right. from there. Well, I guess, I guess that's the, a deep dive. Right. I guess the question is what I would say is if, especially if you don't have maybe a lot of people to play with, which maybe I get the feeling that's how it is with the solo stuff. Um, I would suggest. Um, sticking with systems like and it depends on what periods you're really into like if you're into uh, world war ii i would say after aslsk i would get it to ocs mm. and and try mm-hmm. out some of the ocs stuff <laughs> and play with that because once you learn the system then you can play a ton of different games what do you guys think like so i 
he talks about buying D-Day to Omaha Beach. I would suggest any of the games in that right. series. I love it. Love it. And that is too. that. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, Jason's like, okay, that seems really. No, but <laughs> let me just say it this way. It's Lava beyond Pie me. is not a bad solo system because it's chip pull. So you kind of right. just run through it. And as it, and same with uh, uh, yep. Battles of the Edge Reason. You can't predict who's going to come when. So it's like, it is kind of like surprising. Like you don't know when your turn's going to be up. Same with Stonewall Jackson's wall. Very good solo system because you don't know who's going to go. <clears throat> Those rules are fucking terrible, though. <laughs> I, for which one? I for G, uh, great campaigns of the American. Oh, really? You I get trouble with them. I. It says the same shit for fucking like six paragraphs in a row. I. I need somebody. To yeah, I know. And you, Call, and you, calling all war gamers. You just have to play. You just have to stop playing. I know. You cannot it's, read. Them. It's frustrating. You cannot read them. Yeah. So D Day at Omaha Beach is a good, is good. Liberty Roads top ten. Uh, yeah, but solo not going to work there. No, I don't mind it. I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah, solo. but the problem is because you have all those little uh, tactical chips you're always pulling. It's the same reason why Victory Roads wasn't as well received because I think That's people true. felt yeah. like it was going to be bigger. That's too much. Because a lot of guys who review games, Kev. I'm looking at you. Uh, they play these games solo, and it's a hard game right. to play yeah, solo. Yeah, and it, it does make a difference, yeah. Because when you're actually playing Liberty Roads against an opponent, you're like, oh, you motherfucker, I know you have this chip that's going to... like." It's like you... Yeah, and then they don't, and it's brilliant. So how do you guys go about deciding when is the time to make a shift into a tried-and-true system and dive into something new? I think the big question is, what is he interested in historically? What periods? And find that and go into it. If he's interested in World War II... Um, yeah, maybe those D-Day games are great. If he's interested in Napoleonics, OCS is great. Is that the question? So it's, it's yeah, like for you, Dave. So like you're, you're, you're about to dive into Goss, right? Like, I don't know if I am. I'm like not, like, that's my problem. I, it's almost one system too far for me. Sure. Mitch, do you have thoughts on, on system games? As a system designer, Mitch is gone. That's they're, okay. They're, I think Mitch feels that system games are bullshit. People shouldn't buy them. <laughs> just a way to keep ripping people off from some variation of the same game that was published yeah. a year ago. Just, I just agree. transported into some other region. Yeah, I, I agree. So Alex goes on. Anyway, dudes, love your work. My life could not be better when walking around the resort I'm employed by as a gardener, listening to Jason comfortably numb and Dave smashed, incoherently attempting to speak about war games. It's the best. Okay. As you guys always say, no judging. It's how I now spend most of my after kids gone to bed, wife watching TV rubbish time. That's, that's good. Though I am thank you, I Alex. am slightly offended by my me being smashed. I don't know if that's, that's right. <laughs> so let's it. stop it at that because we got a bunch of other emails that we can probably read the next there's time. A, there's a ton. Yeah, in we can here. probably do those guys the next time. And they're so complimentary that I don't think we want to. It's I can, I can only That's take right. so much before I'm going to shoot myself it's, in the fucking it's head. It's like my grandfather who fought in Italy said: "If you're talking about yourself, you're bragging." So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let, we won't do too much of that. So I think OCS. Everyone who emailed, thank yeah, and you. I think. Uh, Especially for Alex, I'm really happy that he's getting into the ASL stuff that he had for so long. And uh, especially being a new gamer, that now we can kind of play through it. And 
I, I think when I say OCS, I'm not saying Case Blue, right? No, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. But OCS is a game, if, if you want to get to the next higher level, like he's playing like kind of skirmish stuff, yeah, OCS is a very well laid out, easy to understand rule set that will give you like an operational level or maybe uh, Dauntless or uh, what's the uh, what's Red Winter? You know, like maybe that series is good. Sure. You know, yeah. if you want to raise your operational level, it's really about. And those are pretty straightforward from a. I go, you go. Like, there's no hidden counters or anything, so you can play. Right, and I think the, the key is there's really no. Uh, it's about what you're passionate about as far as the history, right? Because that's why it was so funny when we talked to Clay. Where Clay's like, "Yeah, I don't even know what Battle of Blue it was." I mean, I'm not like that at all. Like, I'm very into like the history. I want to know who the, the players are and who the different uh, folks are. So it's hard to answer that question without knowing what kind of gets your you go on but if you are into napoleonics absolutely labatai maybe like quattro bra or something like that is the way to go because those games are great but yeah and i think i there's so much out there and and it's really one of those things like if you have a question about a game post on the guild there are hundreds of guys who will give you their opinion for better or worse to help kind of guide along the the path. Yeah, and I think we're actually really in like kind of a golden age of wargaming. You know, we're it's yeah, it's all this stuff is we're all getting great games that are coming out. It's it's all these different systems and and the series are producing game after game. I mean, ASL is coming out with a Korean war game. That sounds cool. You know, there's just that's yeah, there's just so much stuff that's coming out. So we're we're kind of fortunate. I mean, and the quality is very high. I mean, we're spoiled to some extent, you know, like, <laughs> like I got mad at uh, uh, Death Ride Curse, Totenkopf, because the maps didn't match up exactly, but apparently now they've been fixed. The dude was nice enough. Chris was nice enough. He's sending me out all new maps. Nice. They, they re- Good job, well, they Chris. They redid the maps. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I said, I have trouble recommending the game when I like the game, but it's like the maps are so irritating because they don't match up. So. So you kind of big timed him. I don't know if I big timed him, but you I said, basically told him. I said, "You said, do you, do you know?" I basically who I am? said, "Look, I've got a lot of guys asking me. I like the game, but I'm not going to recommend it uh, if the maps are fixed." That's what I said. Yeah, but that's he, fair. And he's that's a super fair. nice guy. No, he he gets it. Yeah, we talked uh, the last Consum World when we were. All I mean, there. he's definitely he's definitely he was, more of a Consum World gamer than than a yeah, advanced after yeah. combat guy, but but. Uh, the game is fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Death Ride Kursk and dude Prokhorovka. Like uh, like Burn said, I fucking love Prokhorovka. So if they're going to do games for that, that's why I got into it initially. So I'd love to set it up. But eleven by seventeen little maps and trying to match them all up on a plexi, mm-hmm. it gets when when they don't match really quick. It's irritating. All right, Mitch. So we answered half the emails, and then we stopped because of Perfect. Mo- because of modesty. Oh, I'm, yeah, nice. Because they were, they were too complimentary. I'm blushing. Wow. Although someone did ask what's the best um, strategy for the stranger. Yeah. And I'll go. Is that? I'll, I'll go you, in and answer first. I have to use both hands all the time, so I can't I can't do this. I don't I don't use the stranger that much. I, like I, this, I get the I get the idea of the stranger, but uh, I don't really use the stranger. Mitch, you want to answer that or 
I'm not even sure what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. We all, we all know that Mitch knows what we're talking about. Dave, Dave, would you like to review a game, or was Dan Ban Fu your uh, No, I will review a game, but uh, let's see. Is there anything else we need to do? I just want to run through some of the other stuff that we have. <clears throat> I just want to, I, oh, I do want to mention again, Silver Bayonet is on Amazon. It so is. You can use our Amazon link and buy Silver Bayonet, and it's it's literally a win-win-win. <laughs> Jason, how about books? Do you have any books you want to talk about? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I I this year you're, is you're, not you're like reading a, through the presidents just to figure out this is done. Fuck me. Because you're in some boring presidents. Oh no, I'm not even to the boring presidents. But yet. John Adams is kind I'm of I'm in John he's, Adams and he's a like bit. a he's so fucking boring. <laughs> so I'm I'm they they're they're negotiating the treaty with Britain. He's in France, so it's you know seventy seven. I think I've been reading the book for two months, and I'm halfway through it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so behaves, baby. This, be okay. this, this assignment's gonna take me a long time, but but I'm okay with that. So I'm actually reading a science fiction book now to kind of fill in the All gaps. Right, so what? Um, uh, the Fall of Hyperion nice. by uh, D- Dan Simmons. I love Hyperion. Uh, the Fall of Hyperion is good so far. I'm like sixty pages in. It's so thick. Um, it it's but but it, my thing with sequels like this Hyperion was good enough that I almost didn't read the Fall of Hyperion. Um, but it's not disappointing. It's not like ah fuck, I should have just left alone. So it's it's good enough that that I'm glad I'm starting it. But yeah, it's like 550 pages. Dave, what about you? We'll get we'll, we'll have to. Dave, are you still with us? I have uh, I, I okay. read Red Shirts by John Scalzi. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. Hated it. Yeah, I. Did you read the? It, it was um, okay. Old Man's War series. Well, we're, no, I, I I've read some of them. I liked it, and I jumped ahead then to read Redshirt because I thought, oh, that sounds cool, and uh, it's good for about twenty pages, where they're actually red shirts and getting killed on stuff, and that's interesting. And then it gets into this weird thing where they go to Burbank, California, and like they're hanging. I'm, I was like, I live in this area, so I'm like, not. Nah. It was it got stupid. So after that, I I, I kind of fell off the book. So I would not recommend red shirts. I thought the, the premise initially is that basically the characters are red shirts and they die on missions depending on who they're with. And then they realize that maybe they're part of like a, a fictional series, like a TV series. And that, that decides whether they live or die. So they, uh, a, a, a TV series where they might be wearing that's red right. shirts. And then they, have to go, they try to go back in time to convince the writers of that series to stop writing the show. <laughs> Which at that point I was like, I'm I'm barely yeah. jumping in to the finish line on this book. <laughs> the old man series. Is the old great, man though. series is great, and then I read the uh, what's it, read the that. Legend of Black Tom. Which oh, is right great! On. I really like that. Kind of a Cthulhu book. Really enjoyed mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what I read. Oh, and I'm reading the uh, Grimes. Uh, the John Grimes sci-fi series, 
by Chandler, I think. It's an old series from like the 70s. Raymond, Raymond Chandler? What, what is it? The John Grimes. That's that's my pen cap rolling around the table. Okay. Mitch, what are you reading? Uh, <laughs> I actually read. Drop. Yeah, so. I read Ballad of Blackman 2. It was good. Yeah, I also sorry, sorry. Read, I, was, uh, I, I was clicking on trying to find on the internet. Right. Stuff. Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, which was good as well. And then I'm rereading American Gods because the comics just came nice. out and the TV show is coming out. Hey, so, hey, so yeah. the, guy, the guy that wrote Black Tom, has, is that the only Cthulhu type book that he's written? I think so, but I don't know. I finally got my wife to, well, she listened to American Gods. I've been trying to, for literally five years, trying to get her to <laughs> read it. Yeah. and she, I mean, it's, you know. She, I get it. It's thick, like, to sit down and read it. But so she listened to it, and then she listened to it again. And now nice. she's counting down for the TV show to come out. Yeah, so I, I did try to answer you, but I was searching on the internet. I, I've been reading the John Grimes series for Chandler. I'm not a, familiar a, a with that. Channel. I'll have to yeah. check that out. He did, he did the Rim Worlds and, uh, and oh, okay. did, uh, you recommend yeah, it? Good. I like it. It's kind of like a 70s ish campy sci fi guy is a officer for this. It's kind of Flashman ish. Like he's, uh, he's an officer oh, for right the Federal Scout Service and he, everyone hates him. And he's, he's a kind of a, uh, a, a rash guy, but it's good. Okay. Nice. I also read uh, recently, or I listened to on Audible, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, um, which if you have an Audible account, I would recommend it's like $11 or spend your credit on there. But it's like a, a kind of self-helpish kind of book, but it's like how to not get caught up in the the bullshit of everyday life. Is that also the subtitle which... for a podcast? Is that not our subtitle? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, how to how to not give a fuck while making podcasting and making a friends something. That's right. How to how to make friends and successful in the war gaming community. <laughs> so, Jace, you got a uh, game you want to review, or um, you go you go I, ahead. I get, I, my, we're, we're approaching three hours. I can wait. I literally haven't played a game this month. Um, I've been working a lot from home, and oh, oh, oh uh, no. my we're, Jason, we're going to go over three hours. Sorry, people. Sorry. Okay. So, okay. So I ha I do have so, something. So don't review, let that but... hold you back. But why don't I do? Why don't okay. I do a review, and then you can uh, do a review, and then I'll talk about what's going to take us over the three hour mark. Okay. So uh, let me see if I can put myself on continuous. That'd be awesome. <laughs> eh. Mine will be brief too. And I think I'm on continuous. Okay, so yeah, Sounds mine's good. pretty quick. Mine's a uh, retro ASL. Ah, again. Redux. Yeah, so we're going back. So th there was never really review done as much. I don't know. Did Rodvik review retro, or did he review a different game? I think you reviewed retro. Because he's a big retro fan. So I, I was basically kind of like I read retro, and I, but at the same time as I read retro, I was getting into ASL. So I wasn't that really interested in trying. When you're really trying to get into the real rules, you don't want to try like a rule system that's going to kind of give you like a half 
version of the game. So, so what I would say is, is this the fourth edition? The fifth edition, fifth edition, fifth edition of retro retro claims that it's good for like all the game systems, like ATS or, or any of those games. The truth hmm. is it's really ASL. I mean, it really is an ASL uh, system. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to play uh, ASL scenarios in a lot quicker time than it would ever take you to play an actual ASL because it, it basically uh, runs through a lot of the rules. So, for example, when a unit gets shot in ASL, there's a result that requires you to take a morale check. And so then the other player has to roll. Well, in retro, when a unit gets shot, it basically says if your morale is this morale or lower, you automatically break. So there's no die roll. So it cuts out a lot of the extra rules. So a game in retro, like if you take an ASL scenario and you play it using the retro rules, it's going to take about a third of the time to play through. So that that's an advantage if you've got a ton of ASL scenarios, like a lot of us do, that you've never even tried. You can act, you can literally in an afternoon run through a bunch of games. The the downside is. Or if you or if you are at a three day convention in October, right. yeah, if you you can run through a, an ASL scenario in about two hours. The downside of it is uh, you have to kind of know the rules for ASL already. Like um, it doesn't talk about line of sight or anything. So like involving line of sight. So if you need to know from playing ASL whether units can see. So in a lot of areas that that you could drive a truck through, basically, it's kind of assumed that you already know the rules for ASL. So that's a problem. Like for me, it wasn't an issue. So it's hard for me to gauge how that would be for a completely new player because I already know the ASL rules for a lot of these things, but it's not always clear. Uh, it'll, it'll say like, do this as normal or something like that. And you're like, does that mean like so, uh, for the ASL yeah, rules? What's normal? Right. <laughs> so uh, it's really good also for play by email because there's no opportunity fire the down the downside is because there's no opportunity fire it's very hard to play asl scenarios where movement's important like where units are trying to run past other guys and exit because there is something in the game that can stop movement but it's not true opportunity fire it's called hesitation so sometimes when units move into open space a unit has a line of fire onto that open space you have to roll to see if your unit hesitates basically it won't move into that space and once that space is marked as hesitated nobody else can move through there either so the idea is i guess that maybe the machine gun or whatever is firing down that road and keeping other units from moving into that space so that's kind of how they handle opportunity fire it's a weird, it's an unusual thing. It's weird because it becomes even stranger. It's okay with infantry versus infantry. It becomes stranger when you get to vehicles and guns because you have guns that, that, that cause hesitation to vehicles. But technically, the way the rules are written, it's the first hex you move into that causes you to hesitate. So a tank can move into a hex with a really weak anti-tank gun that doesn't make it hesitate that much past and then drive all the way through past a giant 88 and then just drive off the map and score points or whatever. So, so there are some house rules that we started looking at where I was like, well, you're going to move into a certain range of a gun. Maybe you have to hesitate again for that gun or, or whatever. But 
basically the big thing that it does for opportunity fire is do the hesitation roll where unit that was going to move into a hex has to stop if it fails it's one die roll and it's like if it rolls a six or a five or something and then once it hesitates there nobody else can move through there either um there's a so basically once you move the idea is you're going to rally your guys then you're going to move your guys and then once you're done moving your guys anybody who didn't move can fire so there's no more moving and firing that doesn't happen in retro so um it it can be challenging because uh the the because the other issue is as after you fire then the your opponents within three has get their defensive fire so you can kind of stay out of their range or sometimes you can move up to force them to fire to then lose their concealment so then they have to fire at you so i'm not sure how well the system actually works like i played through it it played it played fun it was a fun game to play through when i played it um the 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 biggest issue is that scenario balance scenarios are designed to be played with asl they're not designed to be played with retro so basically if you're playing a scenario with retro you should automatically give the defender the the, the defender balance in the asl scenario because the defender is going to need all the help they can get because it, it, it was never designed to play with the system and without opportunity fired defenses are going to be at a, at a real disadvantage um so it's just a rule set not a scenario they don't there, there scenarios are scenarios they do have retro scenarios in the book there's like six or seven scenarios um the 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 real thing so i was basically playing it i was enjoying it because i played infantry scenarios where they would finish really quickly and it's still it, the, the the biggest issue i had was asl is super complex asl replicates every physical thing that can happen in the real world if you want to jump over a hedge or swim through a river or go over a gully if you want to climb over a rope bridge like asl has rules for all that everything this game is like so while asl has all those rules the question is does asl really replicate how it is to command troops in world war ii i mean you can control all your guys and make them do all those physical things that asl controls climbing up stairwells shooting down stairwells but is the experience really the same experience you would have if you were a battalion commander so this is the thing we've always been going through with these games right so i thought for a while i thought okay retro might give you the feel of a commander more like where you have less control like you guys can either move or fire you know they can't do all this other stuff they can do in itself the problem was the lack of detail starts to really show up like i played a scenario where uh some u.s troops were in a building and i had a half track which shot had like a 37 millimeter gun on it so it fired at the troop because it's a nine and the troops are zero um on the chart you they need whatever a four or less to hit and then i drove up a giant assault gun that has like a 150 millimeter gun on it and it was like a 27 versus a zero except the retro chart stops at nine so Basically, the 150 gun fired at the troops in the building the same way this little 37 millimeter gun. So that's when I started being like, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it to go through and try to like house rule stuff for the game system. Or I, I think if you're going to do games, ASL scenarios that are mostly 
infantry involved, uh, infantry on both sides, or really big infantry scenarios where you don't think maybe you'll ever get a chance to do it with ASL, they're good. Uh, it's also good for play by email because there's no choice that a player makes to shoot opportunity fire. Basically, at the end of movement, if defenders are within three hexes of an enemy, they're automatically going to fire at them. So um, it's perfect for those. Uh, scenarios with a lot of vehicles, scenarios with a lot of exit conditions where you're trying to run troops by other troops, um, those are not great for this. So if anything, what it did was it got me really interested back into my ASL scenarios and reading ASL again. So I bought it. I enjoyed it. My investment wasn't too much. I think you can play it and have fun. I still think ASL with retro is better than a lot of other systems that are out there. And uh, that's it. So I, I would give it for stars. I'd give it like a five. And uh, just because I think you really have to pick and choose what you're going to play with it. Um, I liked it. I liked it more initially. Um, it, it does some cool things. I actually think it does some interesting things with weeding out some of the ASL rules. Uh, if maybe if they just included opportunity fire, but again, the, the idea is it's kind of a sandbox game, so you, you can put opportunity fire on the game. They don't care in retro. They don't care really what you do. Sure, and that that seems like it would be important, but yeah. If you want to just put it back in. Yeah, and so in scenarios, but the problem is, yeah, in scenarios where like you have to run like trucks off the road, off the, the map edge, well, if you don't even think they can opportunity fire them and they don't hesitate when they, they, they can just, just go past. I mean, they, they have a chance that if they hesitate, they're fucked. Like if you, if you try to run a tank or something past an anti-tank gun and Let's say like its factor is a 17 and your armor is a six. Well, it's a nine. So you have to roll under it. I think if you roll under a nine, uh, you have to roll whatever it is. Like, I think it's like under, an, if you roll under a nine, you hesitate. So, um, so then you're stuck and then in defensive fire, it's going to blast you. But if you pass, then you win the scenario. It's like it's really based only on one roll. Because <laughs> if you pass, yeah. the other thing is, if you pass in that one for the first one, then you're fine for the rest of your movement. It doesn't matter about any other guns you pass. So my point was like, you could pass on a 37 millimeter, which it's weak and your armor strong, so you have a better chance of passing. And then drive, 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 and halfway through that drive, you run into an 88 that's got great shots, but you already passed your first hesitation roll. So you're like, bye bye, <laughs> you just run off. Almost oversimplified. Yeah. So, so we we tried to, well, you know, we did a little stuff, but it, it is fun. You, you can play an ASL scenario with it, and have a good time, especially infantry ones. They're fun and they're quick. They'll they'll run really quickly. Um, so it's and Rodvik loves it, uh, but again, I don't know what he's playing with it. So that's it. So I get I go to five. Um, and that's fair bunch but if you're familiar with asl you need to read the rules because you will make mistakes because the rules are different there's a lot of different stuff in this game that's it all right so jason you want to go i dig it review? sure i'll be fast uh talk briefly about thunderbolt apache leader nice 
so this is a Dan Burson Games solo, I guess tactical, theoretically, uh, solo game covering modern conflicts in mostly desert environments. Um, it's really kind of around the Gulf War, I guess I would pin it. Um, I th think theoretically it goes past that, but that's kind of the, the general outline. Uh, so it's a modern warfare, uh, close combat air support solo game. Um, it's similar to the other leader games, um, but it has a tactical map that kind of gives you a little bit more to actually do. So in a Phantom Leader, you just kind of have your target and you set your approach vector and then you get shot at <clears throat> and then either hit your target or you don't and then leave. This, you actually kind of zoom in and around a little, a little map, which actually adds quite a bit to the game. Um, the setup for the game can be a pain because of that, but it does add a little bit of engagement to kind of pull you into the campaign you're playing. Um, everything you're doing is for the setup feels a little bit random. Um, and each, so, so basically for this, how to say it. So the campaign is a certain number of, target cards and then each day you're targeting targeting one or two of those cards to try to you know take take targets out um so you target you choose a target and go after it you target a target is what i'm trying to say um you're targeting the target it, to make sure it's targeted the person <laughs> exactly so that you can target the target. Uh, and then that will kind of tell you what tactical units are on the map from the enemy. And then from there, you, Dave, I know your thing with solo games is, is it solvable? There are, you dip, and it's all random. So, you know, there's a certain number of units that, that are associated with that target that you have to take out. Um, but looking at the setup of the map, there, it not necessarily solvable, but there is definitely an optimal way to set up your units to come in and take them out, and then you're you're rolling a shit ton of dice to try to take those units out, and then especially from there, as more and more units come out, there's more and more of the gaminess of, well, you know, there's no there's no SAM sites here, so I can kind of approach this from this angle and not get shot at. So it does get a little bit gamey as you go along. So, and, and um, I'm sorry, what are you flying on these missions? Uh, uh, so Thunderbolt, Thunderbolts okay. and okay. Apaches. <laughs> uh, I think there might be some phantoms, but it's, it's basically um, close air support. And now, is this similar to like the familiar type stuff? Yeah, so it's the same system, but but the way the map is set up, it's it's different. So, like you've played Phantom Leader, where you just have the one target in the middle right, of the map, right. and you you lay out your your jets to kind of approach. 
this um, the target will say you know set these units up on the map and the map is like 12 hexes um, and it'll be like infantry and bunker sites and SAM sites and fuel depots and you have to fly your helicopters and and thunderbolts around kind of bombing and strafing these sites so it's it's i guess for me it's similar to phantom leader it's similar to hornet leader but it's a lot more engaging because you're actually doing stuff on the map um you still have your loadout you still have to you know assign uh, pilots to each aircraft and you still have to load out each aircraft just like the other games but this the <laughs> uh, there, there's there's a little bit more to it because of the tactical map um you end up theoretically running one to two missions per day um, as you go through the campaign this where phantom leader has a has a like the smaller scenarios where you can just run a couple bombing runs this doesn't really have that um you kind of have to run a campaign which ends up being um i think the smallest is i can't remember off the top of my head but <clears throat> so you have to you have to play a couple turns or a couple scenarios for the full campaign to get the overall outcome of of what you're doing and that can be a bit of a bear um but i think it's totally worth it this i i wanted to love phantom leader and i think we talked about it before um that game to me should be brilliant it's not great the the app dave as you've experienced isn't great the, the board game is is fun enough but it's not great yeah i just found i found the Thunderbolt. app like, super difficult yeah did you play the no, board game? No, I only at all? played the app. I found it really hard. Yeah. So the board game's better than the app, but it's still it, it's a little samey. I don't like playing the long scenarios. Um, Thunderbolt Apache Leader is way more engaging. Um, it pulls me in. I like the puzzle of it, um, even though you know each setup feels like a puzzle um so it's not solvable because it's all random but each setup feels like you could you you could do better or worse um so i do like it quite a bit um i'm not gonna get too much more in depth because i'm <laughs> fading fast um it's way more engaging than uh, hornet leader or phantom leader um they're supposed to be putting out another game in the system hopefully sometime so, this, so year. this one basically or, is just where you're bombing ground targets but it's completely different it's the board is is modular so each day you set up a different board with different ground targets on it instead of just the one target card like there is in phantom right, you have like concentric circles or whatever no so so in phantom leader you have right, the that's, concentric that's circles I'm, this doesn't saying. have that right yeah um and and that aspect of it i really like and and it is fun kind of because the map is still relatively small and you can't go off the map and then come back on so you you do end up kind of zooming around this tiny little map with your with your war hogs and you know shooting guys on the ground and dropping bombs on them <clears throat> so it's it's fun it is kind of a pew pew kind of game 
Um, so I'll give it an eight out of 10. I, I really like it. Um, I played probably three weeks in a row over and over again, this game, um, for beers. Um, I'll give it a seven. I think it's not one that you can be like, and maybe sevens too high. Might my, my beer skill is out of whack now. Well, Mitch, um, Mitch's but you can't beer be... scale clearly seems like <laughs> yes. my beer scale is way out of whack. <laughs> uh, you can't be super wasted because there are small things that matter, but um, the rules themselves are pretty easy to play. So I, I dig it. It's they're, they're supposed to be putting out a Vietnam game later this year called Huey Leader that supposedly has a similar system. Um, hopefully with some actually ground ground level stuff picking up trips. Yeah, what would the Huey students we'll see. Go buy a machine gun guys and I guess, yeah. Rockets, but hopefully there's some actually maybe. some some ground troops. You know, you drop guys off and some actual infantry engagements. I don't know. We'll see. But Thunder Thunderbolt Apache leaders way more fun than the other later Dude, games. Uh, that played. reminds me of like a front toward the enemy. I have so many games on fucking pre-order. It's ridiculous right now. Like it's really, like, <laughs> I think I have half of GMTs. Like I'm all, I have so many G I'm in trouble. Like if all of these pre-orders come in at once, I'm not in deep shit. I actually just pulled a bunch off mine because they were stacking up weird. And then with the new, the new update they're they're not stacked up like they were but i'm not gonna go but field of fire fields of fire isn't on the newest the newest well, schedule. I, got the Did old you see that? I got it I'm, that's the one i'm gonna get so we'll see oh you're not no. getting the first one I will be. so those those games will be so released Mitch, someday. uh do we want to talk about the adventure or do we want to just save that for another time if you're tired As much as so, much of that. <laughs> yeah, Mitch might be going. Mitch. Hey, so uh, <laughs> yep, sorry, I, yeah. I think Mitch might be. Do, do we want to talk about asleep. our adventure in the Midwest? Or do we want to just save that for another time? No, we need to save that. I thought we would want to do that. All right, so uh, that's all I got, really. Then we'll just have to do that as a teaser. Yeah, I'm Mitch good. and I once had a great adventure. That one day we will talk about. Oh, <laughs> yep. You have to come That's to the right. convention. To exactly. Yeah. So if you listen to podcasts, feel free to uh, send us an interest email at aacconvention at gmail.com. Um, and that's it. I, I actually don't think we should ever put the podcast uh, interest, the, the, the convention interest email on anything but the podcast because then it forces people to actually listen to the podcast. There you go. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. Cool. All right, Mitch. Well, thanks for staying up till what? Two in the morning? Uh, yeah, something like that. Fuck. Oh, literally, Mitch, you don't know what time it's right now? No, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I honestly can't even focus on my screen. Okay. All right, boys. We appreciate the effort. And, cool. and Mitch is asleep. That's it. Yeah. We just fell off yeah, the stairs. Yeah, I'm out. Right. Right. Easy, guys. Good Good night. Night. All right, bye. Can I guess? Visit us at http colon slash slash com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.